0: Welcome everyone to Scott Slam Season 2 Episode 6 Tonight you're joined by our main man Michael And I am Lewis and I am your host tonight So we have the pleasure of discussing Hell in a Cell Mixed with a wee bit of Smackdown uh, And obviously w
1: So you look forward to digesting all this stuff mate AEW looking forward to. Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Mixed bag. Yeah. I mean, we're only talking about the main event of Smackdown and that was fucking Dynamite, so I <laughs> True that. And uh,
0: thank God they've removed it. I think everybody's... Uh, che- I think everybody's absolutely chuffed with that one, to be honest, yeah.
1: <laughs> Everybody, uh, all on USA Network. <laughs> true, true. And to be fair, I think
0: a lot of us beforehand are questioning it, but um, I think we all know the reason why it was removed. Um, so... <laughs> We'll get to that stuff. Yeah, so we'll kick off with AEW, eh, which was a a questionable thing in itself. I think probably one of the, the biggest questionable matches I think we've probably had in AEW since we've been covering it. Um and it's the MMA cage fight with Jake Hager and Wardlow. Don't know about yourself, uh, I was very much kinda worried about this match to be fair. <laughs> um I felt they were competing with WWE. With this diamond mine stuff that um, obviously I think we're still to see. I think we might be seeing it this week, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, So it seems like they were trying to beat them at the punch to that side of things. Um, So how did you see that going for your first expectations? You're thinking be along the same lines as myself, were you thinking maybe there's a risk here that this could be awful? Or were you, you kind of thinking, nah,
1: they'll get, they'll get it. It's AW. No, I was quite I was quite confident about it, to be honest. Because I know, obviously, Jake Hager, he's uh, fighting with the now, so and obviously he's a fantastic wrestler, so I felt like he could uh, hold his own in this kind of match, and to be honest, I think Jake Hager saved it, uh, like not to take any away from Wardlow it's just, uh, Jake Hager like kind of made it feel legitimate without making it look fake as fuck whereas Wardlow's punches, they looked like he was just kind of tapping them in the back and stuff like that but uh, Hager was actually like I don't know. You, I don't know if it was maybe just me that was f- f- uh, thinking that, but it just Hager's shots looked a bit more believable. Uh, in uh, ov- like obviously in the first like kind of well they did it like an actual MMA fight, so in the first round uh, like it was kind of were like, just feeling each other out, like you would actually see in UFC or Bellator or anything like that. So no, nah, I, I quite liked it uh, to be honest with you uh, and if they're going to do this kind of thing going forward, then I can only see it getting better. And I mean, I'll be really intrigued to see what Diamond Mine is on Tuesday, just to see if it is like, if it's going to be like raw underground upgraded or if it's going to be something <laughs> something like this. Uh, but even at the end of it, if, if MMA isn't your, isn't your cup of tea, we had uh, good old wrestling shenanigans with uh, Jericho and MGF coming out at the end in uh, MGF just <laughs> solidifying himself as the biggest dickhead in wrestling by punching Dean milenko and JR let us all know that not only is he, I think he's 60 or over 60 but he's uh, also suffering from Parkinson's disease. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> well, not on thick <laughs> Hi? So, uh, MGF you're a you're a rotter. <laughs> I just couldn't get the images out um
0: uh, that Sammy Guevara's been posting up a uh, Mgf really seems to have got a, a hold of his uh, his childhood photo album or something um, from his parents' house. It's just a, <laughs> it's just sk- really really skinny, version of Mgf and uh, <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's unbelievable. Um, but no, I I, I will say into uh, this, I had my doubts. Uh, I was quite worried about it, as I am for Diamond Man. There's no different to that. I, I'm I'm not going to assume that. Um, you know, as much as we big up AEW and. NXT because most of the time the they're, they're flawless there's, there's really li- very little to pick at negative wise. Um, it was kind of something I was I was genuinely worried about the first. And I was thinking, oh god, this could be the first uh, thumbs down from us. I think and <laughs> I don't think it's been really too many apart from a go go. Um, but I mean that's a separate entity. We're not even we're not even letting that eat and its reputation. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> no, I thought it was good. Um I was quite surprised. I can I kinda agree with the, the kind of hits maybe Ward but there was a few hits that he did that kind of looked a bit more legit to be fair, as if maybe Hager was going come hunting fuck man, hit me. <laughs> I can take it man. Do you know what I mean? Um <laughs> I'm used to this shit. <laughs> sadly, yeah. But I was quite surprised to be honest to learn that he's obviously I think himself is it, it jiu jujitsu or something he's supposed to be trained in apparently. Um <laughs> no I don't know if that was bullshitted or if it was real no, I don't don't really know. Um
1: according to Wade Barrett, everybody in NXT's fucking changed <laughs> trend in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I, Honestly, God, like every second wrestler is like, oh, in the BBJ background. <laughs> Just picturing him saying that about uh Ted DiBiase. next time he comes up or something.
0: <laughs> Can <you> imagine it?
1: <laughs> Just look out for the ground and pound of Ted DiBiase. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, unbelievable, unbelievable. That would be hilarious. It probably will happen now that I've said it.
1: (laughs) Well, somebody's listening.
0: (laughs) True, true, that. No, I liked it. It was a a good bit of the ending, to be fair. I was quite surprised to see Jericho come out with um, with Hager, to be honest. I thought maybe there'd been somebody else. Uh, But obviously, you gathered it, obviously, the way it went at the end. Um, Even with Guevara coming out, you kind of gathered it, obviously, what they were going for was obviously keeping the tag team separate so they can focus on their their feud without getting involved too much in something else um, which separated them from that storyline I guess to create their own which was good uh, but I know I, 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 to be honest I think it was quite obvious I think we all thought um, it was always going to be hey, get to win that I don't think it was ever going to be Wardle um, and I think that's probably when they would certainly go down the the risky path if they had Wardle picked that one up. Um, <laughs> And it's something that guy wouldn't bother. It's in you know storyline or, or or wrestling, doesn't count in any MA world, uh It'll <laughs> still be say He's uh, invisible record um, <laughs> as a loss. So I'm sure they would have took that. So uh, no, it was it was interesting to be fair, and it was probably the riskiest match ahead of the night that it, it, it could have went tits up. And let's face it, they, they, they pulled pulled off. They gave that um, the sport its respect that it was due. Mm-hmm. Um, so really in the end, Um it was, it was interesting I'll see Guevara come in at the end who's uh, very much getting bigged up as the, the baby face at the minute. So, um, it was totally uh, kind of selling that as it was for me. So,
1: Sam McGuevara for a TNT title shot sure. coming soon. <laughs> yep, you
0: called it, mate. You called it, I could see it, I could see it myself. Um, so we move on, um, from that start that we thought potentially could have been Rocky. But no Rocky is raw, so uh, we're fine. Um, (laughs) I move... (laughs) That's that's, that's a mountain you're never claiming. Uh, (laughs) So, we move on to Darby Allen. We we obviously were discussing this, I think, for how how long has I been discussing it for now? Was it over a week or something? We were wondering what's happening with um, his opponent. Um, Like, the opponent's or his partner, um, because Sting was told to stay home. We obviously found it out last week, but we still had our feelings, maybe, that um, it was going to be someday. Obviously, I had my hot take, thinking, "Yeah, uh, who knows if this one million thing happens?" I've, I've nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't vampiro. He uh, decided to go out alone, uh, which, to be fair, again could have been a risky uh, story. Light in a sense, it is because it's—it's not really a legitimate reason for us <laughs> to stay home. It's like—it's like
1: that's like a man of his word loose He's a true. man of his word. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, I, it's not. It's just no.
0: It's not like it's a I don't know a match where they've won it and went right okay now we've won this we've earned him to stay home so you have to fight his on your own you know I mean it's just been a yeah uh, leave your partner at home okay that's fine you know I mean? so <laughs> <laughs> we a wee bit strange in that one uh, but to be fair let's like, see the match itself uh, He carried that um, match pretty well I don't know if you would agree with that um, it's, it, it certainly surprised me uh,
1: I think. Uh... Uh, just, to, just to say like I think Darby Allens like uh, I mean I don't understand personally like maybe he's coming under the actress criticism saying basically that Sting is the reason that he's kind of in the position that he's in, maybe this is just to kind of take away from that like nah I can still go and make the crowd feel things without Sting being in my corner kind of thing and uh, fair play to them, you know I thought maybe Sting would have shown up at the end and like, maybe came out as a wee distraction or whatever, but no, fair play to them. They, like, actually made him stay home. And Darby Allen, I think, he's just so good at getting his ass kicked, isn't he? Just, <laughs> look, just makes it look so legit. Like, even when he gets flung down the stairs, but I suppose, like, I think Liam said it <laughs> when we were covering it, like, there's no real way to fake that. <laughs> so, no. uh, so, fair play to the guy, but I thought, thought it was some interesting spot, like, when he's, uh, when he's zip-tied... Uh, Ethan Page's legs together, like I was thought that was quite uh, innovative of him. <laughs> uh, obviously, it didn't fucking pay pay off in the end because no. uh, he still managed to get pulled out of the ring by him. Uh, then he found a, a toolbox and managed to unclip himself. Uh, Should have bloody checked. Should have <laughs> <laughs> Use fucking handcuffs like everyone else.
0: <laughs> it's it's a wee, the weird thing about it is as well like, it was a toolbox with. Precisely one, one uh, tool in it. <laughs> just the tool it needed. I, I, maybe, maybe I, maybe um, I imagine that, but I'm pretty sure it was literally just one hang inside that thing.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when uh, Triple H went looking for it, and I was at the Hell in a Cell match where I think it was either Batista or Ric Flair, fucking years and years ago, and it was a, a single screwdriver in it, <laughs> just to stab him in the head. <laughs>
0: Well, just, just in case you get maxed up with you know the the knife or something. Do you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Honestly, but, uh, but no, I, th- I thought the match itself was was decent. I thought like Darbell was just gonna. Well, to be honest, I thought there would maybe be a wee surprise partner, but like when the match started, and I realised that it was just him and his own. I thought he was just gonna get fucking obliterated for the entire match, but he had wee spells that he actually like looked pretty decent in it uh going along against the two of them. I think it was it he had a destroyer on one of them no. and, then, and then got up and I I honestly I can't remember it was <laughs> uh but I know not I think Darby Allen like I the kind of, maybe should have silenced people criticising like saying oh you're only here because of this thing because no that like he's he's a phenomenal talent and all three of the guys showed it here.
0: We do. And, and the thing is as well, you know, we're, we're obviously focusing on uh, Alan, who's to be fair. I don't think he needs to prove it, and I think that's probably why they've actually, in the end, uh, gave you know him the, the loss. Obviously, um, equal, equally because these two guys, obviously, as much as obviously we hated them for flinging them downstairs the and so on <laughs> and so forth, um, we kind of you know, we've got to admit that they're great heels they're kind of like. The undercard heels, mm-hmm. so to speak, like they're, they're they're not the main heels in AW, but they're pretty damn good heels for what the, what they are. Um, and I think it's one of these ones that could potentially springboard them into Alex like Stardom To be fair, like they could end up being like the most loved heels equally the way that you know Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson are. Um, do you well, mean? I don't think they're ever going to reach Young Bucks nah. level. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not so much in the the kind of attitude. But they're, they're not far off it, to be fair. But the wrestling style for sure. Um, it's going to get them far, I think. Nah. Um So uh, it will be good to see. Uh, but I like to say, Alan had some spells. So obviously, some people will be questioning it and going, "Well, why? Why did Alan not pick up the win to prove this point?" Also, I'm assuming down the line. Um, that's going to be something that's going to come to fruition uh, unless maybe they are just genuinely letting Sting off for now, I don't know if it's going to be a continuation of the storyline where he's going to you know, bite back at them next week or something or, or demand a one-on-one or something, I don't know um,
1: But I really hope they don't put Sting fucking two-on-one against them <laughs> back, oh, no. back on the shelf again
0: Can <laughs> you imagine, man? No, definitely not um, <laughs> Unless I just give him time off after all the, all the crazy matches he has had to be fair He's done pretty well, then, so yeah. he would deserve some time. we have seen, like say, Edge getting a wee bit of time off, obviously. Um, maybe for other reasons, the fact that uh, he's also got kids, and obviously, Beth's on NXT on the road uh, soon enough. So I suppose it's not to say that they don't travel with their kids, I'm assuming they do. Um, when it comes to it, but I suppose, well, um, they're not on the road now. Maybe he's t- maybe he's been uh, told to take the time well he can. Um, so I was assume maybe AW would also consider the, the talent like Stings and stuff like that uh, valuable enough to, to give them the time to recover from his head bumps. So we'll see. But um, nah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Um, but I can't really call exactly what's coming next week. To be fair, if it's going to just be a, you know, well, we did, we did it. You know, we we beat you and you know you listen to his ha or something. I don't know if it's going to be like that. I don't really know. Um, or if it's just that's it, it's dead in the water and they're going to move on now. I don't know.
1: I think it'll be good just to hear them be, as you said, like they're, they're good at being dickheads. So I think it'll be good to hear them just kind of wind their bell up. And it'll be... It is it's kind of intriguing to see where it's going to lead to. Because obviously they've had the tag match and then they've had this handicap match. So do they have another tag match? It's kind of... Or maybe... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll have... I don't know if they do that blood and guts so soon after they've done it, but I think they're they're part of a a stable, aren't they? They, Darby Allen and Sting.
0: I technically think they are. Um, it's they were backed up was at the Dark Order, I think at one point or something. Like it was. Mhm. Um, so maybe there's something starting their life potentially. Or,
1: I was just uh, thinking, I kind can of, maybe like a multi-man match that they could, or, or E. W. are bringing in a a trio's belt soon, aren't they? So maybe they could. Right kind of spin off into a, a feud with that good man
0: there's the potential for for many uh, teams and stables uh, to be formed in there that's for sure uh, especially the trios um, I think obviously there's already trios probably that are quite suited to things like that I think um, so uh, it'll be quite interesting to see uh, how it goes when it when it comes to the like so I think you have got like what, Jungle Boy and uh, Marco stunt. Uh, and obviously you've got like say high death uh, triangles. Sort of, yeah, yeah. triangle well. exactly. And then we've kinda of seen a new trio this week obviously that we'll come to. Um which I'll uh, be interested to see uh if this, this goes any further but we'll get to that. But we'll move we'll move on to freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy versus uh, Cesar Benoni. And Benoni's kind of been talking about like he's been taking a lot of L's recently but to be fair to him, he's um he certainly puts on a good performance, even taking the Um So, how did you see this match going um, from the get-go? Did you all see Cassidy win it? Or do you think maybe for a split second, maybe there's a chance that Benoni was going to pick up that one?
1: I just thought it was uh, kind of confusing. Like, Orange Cassidy has just come off a a big pay-per-view match with uh, Kenny Omega and Pac, Uh And now he's just kind of <laughs> in this weird I don't know if this maybe it's going to become a feud or if this was just a one-off match. The match itself was decent. Uh, don't get me wrong; the two of them are really talented. It's just it's kind of concerning to see how like high up he was in the card to maybe see if he's fallen back down. But I thought it was like uh, when he get thrown to the outside, the men like. Uh, <laughs> well, it was spray turning him and trying to do up his hair. I thought that was just fucking. Why is the ref no blowing the blowing the whistle? I was a bit safe, been watching too much football. Uh, why is the ref <laughs> no, no ringing the bell uh, for that? Surely that's a bit of a kind of bit of a disqualification.
0: Aye, <laughs> you, you think that one? Um, but there was there was some interesting uh, bits in it as well. Obviously with the the way that he used, obviously his stable. Um, he's, he's you know the best friends. Um, and Statlander obviously with the connect kind of the boop moment as well. I thought that was like there's some nice few touches certainly I there. Quite like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, even though it's like so like unconvincing that it would actually genuinely have an effect on something. It's just, <laughs> it's it's like, just, um, just, just funny. It's like, so, like uh, the Cobra, isn't it true, true, true. Totally, in, totally uh, <laughs> ineffective <laughs> compared to like Mankind's King's Mr. Socko. Um but. No, it was good. I liked it. I liked the match as a whole because like, it's one of these matches that sometimes, you, you keep, in any brand, you I make mean, It's not just AW. But like, sometimes you get people at the same thing that they don't utilise. And let's face it, they utilised everybody in this, this yeah. match. There wasn't anybody that wasn't involved. And no, in a, a bad way either. It wasn't like a typical WWE fashion where oh, somebody's got involved, it's a disqualification, you know, or something that's led to a, a roll up or something, do you know what I mean? So, no, yeah.
1: It was good. Um, I quite liked it. Oh, no, I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying. It. Like I did enjoy the match and stuff like that, and the shenanigans were were funny. I'm just, I'd quite like to see Castle get a prominent push. <laughs>
0: I know I would as well. Um, and they also had a wee bit of hint in that, obviously, with the whole Kenny Mega thing. So maybe that's still something down the line, or maybe there's building him up for. Um, obviously, it's uh, it's kind of a debate, isn't it? And not everybody's. I think it's gonna happen of course. Uh, but if Jungle Boy picks up the title, uh, then <laughs> maybe that could be a football looking forty. I mean, I think that'd be quite an interesting match in itself. Um mm-hmm. Jungle Boy versus Casty. Or even if that's just something annoyed up uh to whether it's another match or something or uh 'cause obviously he's already confirmed that match. Um so you know, if he gets a second shot and bite the apple or whatever, maybe maybe he's gonna be here with the one to step in go, no hang on, I'm fucking you know Not that he would say that, he would probably just look at him and yeah. <laughs> Tilt the sunglasses or something. <laughs> um well, game eyes. and he's he's weird fashion. Um <laughs> it's like a half for a minute. It's weird. <laughs> um no, I think he's he's just he's an interesting character, he's intriguing. I mean, I like, have seen seen clips in before really started watching uh aw consistently and stuff like that, and, and I was just like oh it's just um this is great. when he's gimmicks it it's great to see at the time and it's gonna get old, but it doesn't, to be fair. No. Um, the length of the time I think we've been watching it now, it's, it's, it's quite easy to say that it's not really gold at all. It's um, no, it's not overused not. In, in ways. I mean, it's like these gimmicks. Uh, it's a well stretched out gimmick. It's not it's not just uh, restricted to one singular thing where it's just the hands in the pockets. You know I mean, there's there's more to it than that. So it's good in that sense. So um, aye, well it'll be interesting to see where that goes, where it leads. Leave the uh, virgin, last night. <laughs> Yeah, true, true. No, no. It's like Cassidy's. Your Cassidy's. Your um. Your Natalia. It's like, it's like uh, Cassidy's actually got charisma. So it's the one, the one get the one people women that you just want like the one. That's it right there. Oh.
1: I mean, so, I've got I've get many people that uh, that I like that he doesn't have. Oh, sorry. I just don't like Natalia. <laughs> he's just got a, he's got a problem with Orange Casting, He's got a problem with Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns. He's just The guy just hates people with charisma. <laughs> I will agree with him on the Sami Zayn one. How <laughs>
0: fucking dare you? I'm, I'm, I miss the old Sami. I do miss
1: him as well, to be fair. Like just... those, I've been hearing more and more people talk about him becoming face Sami Zayn again. And I would like, as much as I love uh, Sami Zayn being this week in a. Annoying conspiracy theorist dickhead because he's good at it. I do miss cheat like properly cheering on cheering him on. And I, like, I've heard people compare him to uh, like it could be like a Daniel Bryan figure, and I oh, 100% agree with that. It could be, man. That's the thing. He's, he's got the talent. It's just, I don't
0: know, man. I know a lot of people enjoy enjoying it, and I'm not saying I'm not, but kind of really getting them at it. now. I think even Kayla Braxton <laughs> uh, kind of. Let away that with the the kickoff show, you know, the kickoff show that I, w- I chose to watch since I, I knew it was on. Uh, thanks, Greg.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never fucking tell me, so I didn't watch it. It <laughs> <laughs>
0: didn't really match much. It wasn't. Um, it was. There was nothing really um, legitimately good storyline wise. I think it was just a good match. It was unfortunate that it didn't actually mean anything. That was that was the problem. I think, um, but again, we'll, we'll come to that, of course. Um, <laughs>
1: Right, back to the AEW, we went on a tangent. Back to the right? Exactly, <laughs> talking about
0: we're, we're jumping two streets ahead. I mean, we're, <laughs> before we get there, um, so oh, we move on to the man who likes to bring in the, the young prodigies to the AW and, and you know whether he likes to face them or whether he likes to you know train them up or whatever. Technically, it's uh, it's his dad that's training them up, I would imagine. Uh, but <laughs> uh, he's been doubling as well. So Cody Rhodes and Brock Anderson. Should have won that Paul Heyman. Why shouldn't have? Brock Anderson <laughs> uh, versus QT Marshall and Adam Solo. So I don't know about yourself. Last week, did you did you kind of have any buzz about this when, when it came to obviously stressing this was going to be a match, or, or did you kind of? I know a lot of people were about kind of thinking it was about an anti climax and they weren't really looking forward to it.
1: Nah, to be, to be honest, like <laughs> I mean, I think. Right from the get go, when he said Brock, and there was a pause, I get very, very excited, and then the name Anderson came in, and I was like, ah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I think he was destined to fail from then uh, in my eyes. But no, don't get me wrong. Like in the match, uh, I think they were bigging it up as if this was one, like one of his first matches, and if it is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is probably something I should have looked up, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but if it is his first match, then fair play. He did very well. Uh, but I, I just don't know. Cody Rhodes in this kind of prodigy role of bringing people in. And like, I don't know, like when it, uh, like right at the start of it, when Anderson was, uh, he got caught over the... Do you hear that? Was that it? Oh, just I thought I could hear a noiser. It
0: I may mean, just been a bit of... I don't know if it's my earphones <laughs> like I can hear crackling or something. Uh that was it. Uh. Probably it's probably, probably me, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, uh I when uh I, Brock Anderson went over to the the other side of the ring and then Cody came in and he was like, No no no, stay over this side I was like we no, don't really need this. Like you're you're a wrestler, you're not a teacher. Like just yeah. like I would quite like to see Cody like the Agogo f- feud was, oh, it was okay, but just I, I, I like the guy that he was feuding against. Don't get me wrong, the actual match itself, like Agogo proved me wrong <laughs> and, and I thought he actually did quite well. Um, but I don't know, I just like, I'd just quite like to see Cody Rhodes in a, a more meaningful, mean, meaningful feud. I'm getting kind of bored of him um, going against QT Marshall and his gang all the time. I know, it's, it's, it's a bit repetitive on that side of things,
0: it's just, like, it's just like, who can you pluck out of the, the, abyss, the abyss to face me, um, you know, or partner with me or something against you, it's like, it's going to come to a point where fans might just go, why don't you fucking just face each other and just get over and done with and that's it, because if that's what you want to do, just keep doing it, um, but I don't know, Like I I was kind of, I was more intrigued, it wasn't the, I mean it wasn't the worst before last week, but it was a kind of whole kind of Typical, you know, beat down type, type thing. But mm-hmm. to be fair, like, the guy interested me because I was like, well, it's Han Anderson's son. So I was thinking, you know, it's it kind of like wrestling royalty right in a way. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you just think, well, what could this guy be capable of? Do you know what I mean? He could be capable of something quite, you know, special. To be fair, he could be quite old school as well, his style. Mm-hmm. Um, so fair enough. I know he's not the, the finished article well, yet. Yeah, of course, he's not... Um, I don't think he's wrestled before as far as I'm aware. I think this is he's he's kind of like proper debut in a proper company unless he has been in the circuit or something. Somebody probably they out there or or whatever. But <laughs> for, for me, he's, uh, he certainly looks fresh to be fair when it comes to the wrestling side of things. I'm not saying the guy's no trained for X, Y and Z at of time because to be fair, he didn't look bad in the thing. He actually looked quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his kind of lockups were good, I thought. Um, so... You know his strength as well. Obviously, is going to be there because it's it's dad's and Anderson. Do you know what I mean? So he's probably going to develop that anyway. Um, but I was more impressed with this, to be fair than compared to the first couple of times that we've seen a go go. Um, so I, to be fair, I'm just looking forward to seeing if, if it develops into something good. But it was the reaction at the end. I used to be like Cody was just sitting on the stage. I felt I don't know. Mm. It was as if like he was kind of like mm, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> Code the
1: heel turn then coming. <laughs> uh, I know, never know. we like, a bit too early for that. <laughs> oh, I had, like there was there was a few nice wee touches in it. Like I quite liked Q T Marshall. He, he did the Arn Anderson spine buster on uh, Brock, and then he just kind of stared at Arn Anderson. Like so, there was wee kind of touches throughout the match that that were that were good. And don't get me on the match itself was it was decent. I'm just kind of getting. Fed up, a fed up at seeing this kind of thing, which is strange because uh, the elite and the pineapple, eh, sorry, the inner <laughs> circle and in the pineapple have been going at it for for quite a, quite a while now, but I'm not bored of that, so uh, I don't know if it's maybe just the way that they've been that Cody's been booked into these kind of situations. That I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I think you're right, I think it's.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the right storyline behind it, or maybe it's just too similar a storyline. Uh, do you remember it's just kind of almost not explained? I feel mm-hmm. like it's just kind of just sprung upon you <laughs> for, for no reason we're having that a UK versus US war <laughs> just because <laughs> because he decided to come out and say, "Oh, you know, well this is my country." Do you know what I mean? So it was, like, it was a little bit odd, but I, I don't know. Um, that was the only difference I'd probably really see there is so far, <laughs> but. No doubt, they will come out with some sort of other country they're going to defend uh, for this one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson country or something. Um, nah, I, I think it could be a good way to see, you know, see the guy develop. And to be fair, at least as I say, we know that his dad's a re- you know a genuine wrestler, so we'd like to think he's got a bit more wrestling knowledge than like my go go. Uh, so the guy should hopefully go further, so to speak. I'm not saying that my gogo doesn't have the potential, because to be fair, the guy seems to be developing. Um, he's in ring stuff, fair enough. Um, the stomach, tummy tap things, never going to sell <laughs> uh, for us. It's just not going to happen. Definitely uh, not. So we'll see. And Anderson's son's probably going to have more, more promise. Uh, I think when it comes to that. So we'll see how it goes. But I think we need to ditch the whole. Uh, Code Rose constantly bringing people in, and it's it's not it's not fair in Code of Rose as well because the thing is, every match that he's had with these people, he's been fantastic. I thought, um, no. and in that match he was brilliant uh, with a It um, was it was equally quite good in this match as well. So certainly not knocking knocking that at all. Um, it's maybe just a case of you know trying to kind of tweak the, the storyline a wee bit more to kind of make it a bit more intriguing, uh, a storyline opposed to just kind of dropping it in uh, <laughs> that way. <laughs> um, but. I'm sure they'll know at some point. It's just a case. i matter of time, really. Um, so, we'll, we'll move on, um, and that's to another match against uh, it was Julia Hart versus Penelope Ford. Um, so, what was your kind of thoughts on this one? Like, I know it's probably. I think it's probably the first time we've maybe seen Penelope Ford. I think as far as we were thinking, proper one on one action. I'm pretty sure. mm Hmm.
1: I uh, to be honest, it's the first time I've seen either of them. (laughs) So, so I I wasn't really too sure what to think coming at this match. I was amazed, like when they said that uh, Julia Hart was only nineteen, like nineteen years old, like nineteen years old, and she's wrestling at AEW. (laughs) Like to think what I was doing at fucking nineteen years old, (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's insane. So, uh, so fifth player, and she looked like the two of them looked really good. I think what was it? Uh, Ford did a. I had I, I've got this written down in my notes here. <laughs> Ford uh, did a, a brutal gut buster, uh, apparently, and then she but she missed a moonsault. Uh, so there was like wee bits in the match where she showed like what she can do, but obviously Penelope Ford. Uh, I don't know if she's more experienced in the ring, but she's definitely more experienced in life because she's not fucking 19 Jesus Christ, my mind is blown by that uh, but she obviously locked in and then death lock uh, for the win and then held it in after the bell just to be a proper dickhead uh, but then obviously this match was just kind of a wee, a wee side footnote for the best man, Miro, to come out and just I, I don't actually know what his plans were to be honest because he's uh, what is it, he, he said something about her husband being injured because obviously it was him that done it. Uh, and then he it, it was planning to come down to the ring. I don't know what he's, he was going to do. But uh, the Varsity Blondes uh, stepped in and then Brian Pillman Jr. held him out for a wee bit. So do you think we could move planting the seeds for, for him to take on Miro in a, a TNT title match? And do you think... He has a chance, or do you think Miro's just going to absolutely destroy him again? No, I think, I, I think,
0: uh, might are right. Um, I think that is what they're kind of building up to. Um, I think I, I, I have, we have seen uh, Penelope before, probably, mate. Um, it's probably just a case of seeing seen at the side of the ring. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's maybe when we started covering this pro- properly on our podcast um, that she was more on the manager side of things, because like it was at the side of the ring um, for you'd recognise the guy, eh, 100%. No. But um, it's kind of... I think, I'm pretty sure that's the way he broke off for them to then go for this title. I'm pretty sure that's the way it's worked. If my memory serves me correctly, I think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I eh, so... I don't know. I think I, I would like to see that myself, to be honest. I think we've, kinda, we've all been quite impressed with. Pillman Jr., but at the same time, the tag team's pretty good as well. Huh. So... It's not the thing is as well as with AW it's not guaranteed at the break him up. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> it's it's a good thing that <laughs> he can go for a singles title and the tag team thinks they'll roll. And there's not a problem with that, do you know what I mean? So they probably will continue that. Um uh, but... get,
1: uh, evil you know, last week when it they took on Miro and then well they even mentioned it in the backstage segment that they had uh and he was like, "Oh, I know I failed last week." And they're like, "Oh no, you're still a champ to us. And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> exactly." Left them on their shoulders. We wholesome moment. <laughs> I love, I love these I
0: really do, it, man. Just, just John Silver as well. Just, it's his facial expressions,
1: And just I'm the way he's pure, like, pulling weird faces and jumping about and stuff. I'm just, like... just constantly flexing just to get his shoulder stronger. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: just, he's a, a hilarious character. He really is, man. Um, but no, I think. Um... I'd love to see this match like you say. I think that's that's certainly something I think they're, they're planning to see too, but I, I do think uh is gonna just run straight through 100 uh, percent But he could put on a really great match though, before he gets absolutely obliterated. But um we we've never seen much Yeah, um I, I don't know. I don't really I don't know if it's fair to compare it, you know, to the Lance Archer thing, but I mean that was like Clash of the Titans that one. So um you know Perlman Jr.'s not exactly Lance Archer build. But at the end of the day, it could be more of a skill thing, it could come down to so maybe that would be the difference in the match instead of just being your clash of the big men. No. So, um, no, I think it'd be interesting. It was an interesting wee touch anyway. I'm coming out and obviously saying, you know, about the husband. Um, I mean, Penelope Ford isn't actually all that much older. Well, she is, but she isn't. She is, well, no, nah, she is. Yeah, uh, she's 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 kind of like ages, Well, basically she's 1992 she was born. Um, so she's like 29. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> Fair enough. She's about ten years, ten years on <laughs> 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 her opponent, but I think for it being pretty much a squash match, I think Julia Hart's certainly put on a, a good performance. And it's not the first time I think I've seen her. I think I've seen her a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's not exactly a bad wrestler herself. She's quite good. So, um, it could be, you know, it could be interesting to see how she develops. And also, she sticks out. Yeah, uh, she could potentially be one of the best. But Penelope Ford, um, it's probably one of the first times I've seen her properly performing in AEW and stuff like that, so there was some sloppy moments, maybe a bit harsh, but I mean, we talk about women's divisions, you hear fans saying that AEW's got the best women's division compared to, you know, Yada Yada and obviously, I think we've all kind of sort of agreed at the minute, uh, NXT's probably got the best women's, yep. um and to be fair, I was just thinking even of non NXT people, I think, say, uh, like, say... You know, i have just trying to think. I, I don't know why she, she just sprung to mind, and I know we've, she's not maybe been everybody's cup of tea recently, and that's Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. But she reminded me of her a wee bit in their style. uh that with that match we just watched her with the kind of the, the kind of high boots mm-hmm. um, and into the corner and stuff like that. And that's the thing. Like she wasn't overly consistent in that match. I felt like, as I say, some some of the kind of it's either after the move or, or during the move it was a wee bit sloppy and a wee bit loose and I don't know if it's just maybe because she's not been performing week out so maybe I'm being harsh here but um, if you know people are picking up up with Ford as being the best woman uh, wrestler the other night along with me like Alexa Brickbaker which fair enough we can't really pull uh, too many negatives about her but, <laughs> exactly. so, um, but if, if Ford's up there with her I can't pull any about Baker. exactly so but if Ford's up there with her um, you know, I can already make a, a direct comparison to her uh, woman who's not even currently wrestling with WWE you now, she's she's busy doing Star Wars and stuff, so uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's like Alex galaxy far far away, huh? <laughs> Exactly.
0: And she's still able to you know, pull off the leg boots and whatnot. Uh, so, <laughs> nah, I don't know, I think it, it's probably maybe a wee bit you know, ultra ultra critique here sort of thing. But to be fair, the move set she pulled off during this match was good. As I say it was just the consistency the consistency of them, do you know what I mean for You know, reputation and whatever else. I imagine she probably does pull them off 100% better normally. It's Mm -hmm. just maybe during this match, I don't know if it was just maybe push for time or something, but uh, she certainly displayed a a great catalogue of moves, as I say. It was just a case, it was, um, I think it was just to push for time. I don't think it was like she felt she was running out of time. I think it was just because she knew it had to be a squash match, so she couldn't let it go too long. Otherwise, it kind of runs away for that. So. I don't know. That's um, it's not really got a, again. It's not really got a real reason, reason behind it. I think it was more just for the the, the kind of myro uh, storyline. I don't really think it actually had uh, <laughs> anything to do with the women this really. Um, so we move on from that to the six man tag. Um, Penta Kazarian Kingston. Uh, what a what a trio! Quite a trio <laughs> this is uh, to, to form. Uh, I had my my <laughs> hopes set well high. <laughs> uh, I don't know about yourself, um, but I, I know you're you're a fan of uh, obviously Young Bucks and stuff like that. So oh, yes. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm backing at the tree with, with my hopes there. the same. <laughs> uh, but what did you think of the match? To be fair,
1: overall. Uh honestly, like see any time that they come up with like obviously before the ma- the main event starts, and they've got the wee graphics of the match happening next week. Any time I see the Young Bucks or. Like a variation, like if it's just one person, in, Oh, I just get so excited because I just I love them so much. They're just so good, uh, and so is everybody in this match. To be fair, Penta, Frankie Kazarian, Eddie Kingston, and the good. This is it's mental to, that I'm saying this. This is the first time I've seen the Good Brothers fight any AEW since I've been covering <laughs> covering this, and like that. I don't know if maybe I'm just either forgetting or. But that's fucking insane to me. That that's the first time I've seen them, uh, because they were brilliant. Uh, I th- but just this match, like I think we had a wee kind of variation of it last week. Obviously the uh, the young bucks in is it uh, is it Jason Cutler? I, I know his second name's Cutler, but I can't remember right. his first name. Uh, and obviously Pac, uh, Penta and Eddie Kingston, and that match last week was. Like up there. This match I don't think was quite as good as that one last week but it was definitely still just fantastic and Frankie Kazarian's just, I was kind of concerned when obviously they broke up that tag team uh, I was kind of concerned as to where he was going to go but I think he's been doing excellent as this kind of elite hunter, just constantly being just a thorn on the elite side and uh, And you never know if maybe if this just keeps up and keeps building up enough enough traction when Kenny Omega slaps Jungle Boy to the side. Sorry, lads. I think that, um, you know, Frankie... I mean, there's quite a lot of people that's kind of working their way up there that could be, like, in line for an AEW title shot. I mean, obviously, Frankie Kazarian could get there eventually. Obviously, we've got Adam Page. uh, I don't know if maybe I'm just looking... From a, a selfish point of view, but I'd quite like to see Pack fighting for it again. Uh, but no, this this match itself was was brilliant. <laughs> I, I love Cut- I Just I don't know why this stuck out in my head, but I just love seeing Cutler just spraying them with uh, <laughs> the cold oh. spray whenever they felt that it's like, oh, just take a minute here. Here's a use spray. <laughs> I know
0: it's 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 the weirdest addition to to matches. It's uh, it's something obviously we've seen, I think, as well. Um, we've seen like getting mist and stuff like that for <laughs> matches, spat in people's faces. But we've, uh, I certainly haven't seen like an aerosol can.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> the more it, hygienic version, I think.
0: Exactly. Um, I'm genuinely wondering what's in it, right enough, because it's obviously safe to spray in somebody's face, considering they're uh, they spraying it paint in Penta's face. So i
1: had his eyeballs.
0: Exactly. So uh, it's obviously just some sort of water, I'm imagining. Um, it generally must not actually have anything
1: dangerous in it. But I imagine uh, it was like that. Uh, <laughs> the cold version of deep heat with like a oh. proper, proper stick to you and just make you freezing
0: <laughs> you imagine that man just imagine Penta just sitting there his face being all animated with the face paint. I mean just like sort of freezing
1: <laughs> <laughs> they get backstage right the aerosol can we need to stop this <laughs> talk, my talk. eyes are falling out of my fucking head <laughs> Tony
0: totally can stressing it because he has to buy all these portable heaters to unfreezing <laughs> <laughs> nah I thought myself I thought it was a good match to be fair um, aye it wasn't as good as, as last week's. but uh, at the same time I thought um, I thought it would have kind of been good to see Kazarian pick up the win considering the kind of he's been run. Uh, on but mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure it was last week we seen Young Bucks pick, uh, pick up an L um, if that wasn't that last week it might have been the previous week I'm pretty sure it was last week though uh, that, they picked, so, yeah. that they picked up a loss yeah um, which is obviously uncharacteristic of them. Uh, it's like yeah, polar opposite to any other wrestling company, um, where you know the heels are, are running away with it constantly, uh, mm-hmm. constantly getting the wins. Because normally it's the it's the babyface that's pulling the, the victory off most most weeks, and it's the the, the rare uh, upset where it's either you know, a pay per view or a or a week, sh- weekly show that you know the heel gets the win. But it's uh, it's polar opposite, here. Uh, and and it works in a way that the fans are still enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? Um, you're obviously certainly one of them 100%. I can't say I'm not, because I do enjoy it to be fair still. Um, but I don't think there's too many heels out there that you could turn and go, you know, maybe, I know it's always WWE comparison, but we'll just throw it there anyway. Um, so I don't think there's a heel, uh, or too many, you know, even heel tag teams, because there's not a good deal of them anyway um, in WWE. But uh, <laughs> if you're just talking about heels in general, I don't think there's a heel you could watch in, in WWE, maybe apart from Randy Orton maybe just because of how four for Um I don't think there's really a heel there that you could watch week in, week out for the length of time. Young Bucks has been pulling off these uh, these wins that would uh, probably bore you to death in WWE. I think you're uh,
1: forgetting a tribal chief.
0: <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> well, there's him as well, of course, that's true, but that's when he actually chooses to wrestle right enough. So ah, he sometimes gets out of that, does not he? <laughs> <laughs> or he did at the like, beginning, to so. be um, fair. No, but I thought it was good. I, I love the way that AEW does this as well, especially with the Young Bucks. It's like they, they kind of, I don't know why, I, I, I could be wrong here, but I feel like it's like kind of, it's almost like it's a superhero type thing where they kind of they, they get the bad guys eating up all the, they kind of, they, they kind of, the attack and then fair enough, it's working out polar poor opposite, as I say. But it would normally be the other way around, it but the good guys that are taking all the heat at first and then they fight back to the victory. But it's also mm. polar poor opposite here, it's the bad guys that are coming away the winner. <laughs> um, so we we'll call it like a suicide squad type thing <laughs> but, uh, they're getting battered to fuck, and then all of a sudden at the end they, they become victorious. Young books are good suicide squad for who <laughs> 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 knows. Next one might be a good. I've seen it. yeah. Ah, this, Not- this is true. Not that we'll see him, but <laughs> 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 just by a helmet. Um, but no, I think in general, no, I, love, I love the way they do that. I don't, know, I don't know about yourself, but it's something that I certainly uh, enjoy, uh, just the way that they eat up all the moves at the start. And it genuinely gives you that belief, even though it's quite quite repetitive in a way. Um, but it's, it's never in a way that it's, it's, it's the same, so you still enjoy it. Where they get bad, what the hell, okay. At the start of the match, but they still somehow at the very end of the match turn it round and win. Um whether it's you know in a slimy way or not, or whether it's you know legit, which nine times out of ten when they've been in this heel mode, uh, it's never been legit. It's been, you know, cutler with the camera or something, or you know, the spray to the face. So <laughs> very very, very little clean ones. But yeah. That's a that's a thing though.
1: That's a thing though. Like, see the amount of tag team matches that I've seen recently, like I'm pretty sure there was a either a Raw or a SmackDown that was just four out of the five matches were tag team matches, and I was like, right, come on. <laughs> but anytime I see, like as I said, the Young Bucks or a variation of the Young Bucks, like whether it's just one of them in the match or whatever, like the mat, they're just they always pull off just different spots every. Like obviously, there's like the the kind of story aspect that you like, you're you're, uh, you're talking about. But they do it in such a way that it's just like, yeah, it's the same, but it, it's not the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, they come up with different ways to get their asses kicked every week, uh, or or give the ass kicking every week. Uh, <laughs> and then just, uh, there's just brilliant storytellers, and just the we fucking shenanigans outside the ring are just, oh, they're amazing. Honestly, other than you do. The best tag tag team uh, uh, ever, in my opinion.
0: I do enjoy them. I do enjoy them. Um, I can't quite crown them that just yet, but I do enjoy them. They're up there. <laughs> um, they are. They are up there. But I still, I, I, I find it hard if you because I think it's just a direct comparison for years and years that they've had. Um, I think it's more about looks, to be fair. than Similar styles, I think, um, to a degree. I think, obviously, they've always been compared to the Hardy Boys. Um, and obviously, if it's somebody you've grown up to watch I mean, which I think everyone has uh, grown yeah. up watching the Hardy Boys, it's quite hard to shake them for that mantle. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, I'm not saying they're never going to be capable of it, but um, I think it's safe to say still, like, for me, Hardy Boys still won um, compared to them if you're you know, going one-on-one on, one on one with them. Um, but there's so many tag teams at their gym, I mean? so I think it's it's equally quite hard to to do that so yeah. um, but then again you know what I mean you've got your reasons everybody's got their own opinion and that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the great thing about wrestling um, you know what I mean but in the current state of t- time they're probably are probably the best tag team out there right now um, you know maybe apart from our cable, of course oh uh, man, I forgot about them how dare I <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, legitimate um, film 7 fucking right at the moment <laughs> that's true I don't know. can't even say Drew is anymore um, unfortunately no, no we feel for you big man we feel for you hopefully you'll get your moment in the sun again mate <laughs> um, we will see uh, so that wraps us up BAW uh, um, pretty damn good show to be fair um, as per right, absolutely I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the next Friday uh, to see what happens next um, Saturday Saturday yeah, that's true, true. so we'll, we'll see what happens um, so we'll swiftly move on to uh, well Smackdown where we're only talking specifically here since so it's, uh, it's been gone and Hell in a Cell is now being gone. We're specifically <laughs> talking about the, the the match that was removed from Hell in a Cell that turned out to be a correct decision. Uh, this is my opinion. You can, you can you can disagree if you if you wish, <laughs> but uh, it was 100% in my eyes a great decision from them. Um, I was doubting it at first, but after watching Hell in a Cell, so pleased that they removed this match and, and let it be its own thing on SmackDown, um, and it was not tarnished in the slightest uh, by any negativity in the Hell in a Cell. So, what was your what was your your kind of thoughts? Obviously, Rey uh there was an exchange with him on Twitter. We, we we're all saying that he can't wait, um, it needs to be soon, uh, and then obviously next thing we know, it's been whipped off the Hell in a Cell and it's SmackDown. So, um, what did you think? Did you have any feelings at the beginning of the show? Uh, where you maybe thought maybe it's really going to get a beat down here and this it's just not going to happen, or did you think maybe it was all, or did you feel maybe in general it was actually going to happen?
1: No, see, to be honest, like in, even when I was watching the, I think it was Friday night, the I don't know Friday kind of during the day that they released it, and uh, I was watching the Scotland England game with our very man Greg. Uh, uh, and he, he reminded us of that. He was like, "Oh, hell, and I cell much tonight." And I said to him, "I, I forget it. <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't think that they would have went ahead with that. I thought that Rey Mysterio would a, uh, but I like, I still had the <laughs> the." The idea in my head, although it was dwindling, I could see it dwindling, especially with Jimmy being a wee kiss arse after Roman got in his head last week. <laughs> but I was holding out hope that Ray would get a beat down and that Jimmy would be like, oh, that's fucking bang out of order. And he'd be like, know your role, stealing it for his, <laughs> his cousin. Uh, <laughs> and then he would have taken him in the hell in a cell. But no, this was definitely the, the right way to go. Uh, I think it was really surprising to hear that this Rey Mysterio, felt like for how long he's been doing it. it was his first ever time in a Hell in a Cell. Right. But I think if they had three Hell in a Cell matches on that card, I think it would, one of them would definitely, definitely have suffered. Um but when it came to it, like I think all Hell in a Cell matches were probably the best matches on the oh yeah when it came to the night. Um but this match was just it was brilliant. Like I, honest, I, the only thing I would say is it's a bit hard to kind of suspend your disbelief because there was no way that fucking Rey Mysterio was ever, ever going to win this match. Uh, so kind of a wee bit that way that you of already know who's going to win that takes you out of it a little bit. But I think I thought the two of them just put on a just an absolute brilliant match. Like Rey Mysterio <laughs> right for the start just getting a chair and just fucking going right for Roman Reigns. And I think Ro- i seen a, a post uh, the other week about Brock not being an underrated seller. I think Roman Reigns is up there as well. I think Roman Reigns is fantastic at selling, like, when he wants to, <laughs> same as right. Brock. Uh, but then, obviously, it, it came to, obviously, Roman Reigns' time to just... Obliterate Rey Mysterio, and uh, that's what he did. <laughs> he just battered him round the cell, uh, and there was no real, uh, real shenanigans or, or anything like that. He just absolutely just fucking dominated him from start to finish. And again, that's what I love about this Roman Reigns character is that not only is he being this just manipulative, arrogant prick (laughs) he can also back it up in the ring because just the amount of people that he's been choking out (laughs) and even at the end of it after he did choke out Ray uh, and Jimmy came out and raised his hand because he's now becoming a little bitch as well Uh, (laughs) Roman just saying happy father's day to Ray (laughs) just just that everything about him just like from start to finish he's just Everything about the character is just so perfect, like, and he's playing it so, so well. And I keep saying this, I honestly can't believe I'm bumming Roman Reigns up this much because <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago I hated the fucker.
0: <laughs> no, it's, um, what like did you say? It was, um, Tete, everything's just been great from the very start this storyline. Um, it's developed amazingly, um, for. For how in depth it was and how intertwining the storylines, you know, with Cesaro been involved, Kevin Owens been involved, you know, Roman steel never been involved. It's like this could have been, you know, shit. Basically, this could have at any moment this could have just went to shit. But it's the fact that it's been so well written, and it's just every intertwining storyline has, you know, even even the ones that have now left this path. You know, the, the Kevin Owens is now long gone out of this storyline, Cesaro's now kind of out of it, I don't think he's going to return to it uh, at the moment Mm -hmm. but it's the way they they still managed to involve him in this storyline but then equally still having a a bit of a a go with Seth Rollins and the way they tied that in with a storyline and that's now built from that, like it's it's took a foundation to where the Roman Reigns storyline was already well off the ground and you know, it literally just brought Cesaro and uh, Seth Rollins up level with it. It was, it was, you know, just the way that went. Um. And nah, 100% I'm impressed with the, the way the, the story writing and this, it's, um, it's unbelievable. And you know, I'm not even going to try and compare it to and Raw because there's nothing on Raw. <laughs> you could combine every storyline, every good bit, every good story, bit of storyline for any good bits of Raw that we've had in the past probably three, four, five, six months. And I, I honestly think you'll struggle to compete with any the storyline with yeah, this, there's, there's, there's not a way in hell yeah, you're going to come up with something better there. Um,
1: See, to be honest I, I think I've I been going back a long time to think of a better, sto- like, a better story in, in wrestling than this right now. It's just I, as you were saying, like, the amount of people that have been involved in this storyline that and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it in a, a previous uh, a podcast, or live stream, that everybody that's came in has just played their part so so well. Like it's easy to bum up Roman Reigns because he's the <laughs> the kind of main focus of it all. But Jimmy and Jey Uso are they have been absolutely phenomenal as well. And to think you've got someone like Paul Heyman there, who we all know <laughs> how good Paul Heyman is in the mic, and he's not even had to say. Uh, he barely had to say a word to to get the, this story kind of where it needs to be. Right, and even like Cesaro coming in, like a lot of people were like pretty sure that was the main reason that Cesaro's never been given a push is because pe- people think Vince thinks he can't talk on the mic. But even he came in and absolutely smashed it out of the park. Seth Rollins being kind of just in there hinting that maybe he could one day feud with Roman Reigns just they're all playing it so so well like it's just the subtlety in it it's not just in your face like that Roman's a dick to, to Jay and then he's addicted to, to Jimmy but like he's being so manipulative with it and just the storytelling in this is just honestly it's fantastic and it's it, like it's the kind of thing that if you're trying to get someone into wrestling like you'd maybe try to kind of show them this shit. Like there's some fucking things in wrestling right now, like the I mean I'm sure we'll come out the Alexa Bliss stuff that see if somebody came into the room and seen me watching that, I'd switch it to porn. are less embarrassing to explain. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've seen a, I've seen
0: a few things about that. Um that still around, but no I totally agree. Um but it's 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 almost like the plan it's like they're taking a the leaf out of maybe, you know, Disney, Marvel you know, like <clears throat> Easter eggs in their own way. Do you know what I mean like the kind of? I suppose probably the best way to describe it. I don't, don't think there's any other way. Like, but like you say, it plants loads of seeds for potential uh, matches and whatever else. And it's it's a it's a joy for us, certainly when we're on a podcast. Do you know what I mean we, we, we like our hot takes, of course. We like our tangent. <laughs> and uh, we certainly don't have to, uh, you know, dive into our, our wildest dreams or anything here to, to to come up with something because sometimes it's just the subtle things that are just. Giving you these ideas, and you start to go, "Oh, this would be good," and then it allows you just to kind of blossom the idea from there. And this storyline certainly has been a a blossomer. Uh, I'm no gardener, but this this is one beautiful one beautiful <laughs> flower. Um, it's fantastic. Um, so now nah, I can't wait to see where it goes. It's just it's getting better and better every time. And obviously the addition with your Usos, because uh, once upon a time your maybe lost a bit of the, the kind of momentum. I think um, they're certainly one of my Favorite you kind know, of tag teams of of the the recent times. I mean the recent years. Um, you back in the days, even before the turned heel, I, I really enjoyed them as well. But they kind of lost that momentum for some reason with the, mm-hmm. the baby face storyline. Uh, I don't know if that was a mixture of injuries and whatever else. Um, but they lost a bit of momentum and and, and it never seemed to pick back up. And they just seemed to be a kind of passengers at times. At times I felt in shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the kind of the heel turn. Brought him back up a wee bit. Um but I think it was just perfect timing for when, you know, Roman Reigns went heel that's it's allowed them to continue this now. Um and the Paul Haney thing, like you say, I think he started off Roman. Uh, you know, with the heel thing, mm-hmm. where he was kinda of talking doing the Brutal Lesnar advocate type thing. Mm-hmm. Um but he's let him run away with it now, himself. And like you said, he, all he needs to do is be there. His presence alone is helping build us. <laughs> it's, it's that good? Um so I think it'll be. It's 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 going to just be fantastic. It's Something we I think we're going to be looking back on years to come, and we actually you know putting it up with with um, you know our, our all time favourite storylines. I know know everybody's going to agree with that, of course. But I think uh, me and you certainly right there at this moment in time uh, on this podcast certainly um, mm-hmm. we'll probably agree in on that one. I think it's something we're going to look back. And I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest moment ever, um, but I mean. I don't know about yourself, the, the kinda the, the hints say who could be the one to knock him off the throne. Uh just a thought say who could who could be involved in this alone. Um, the matches that he, he could potentially have, big big big, big matches. The John Cena's, the rocks. You know, I don't know, there's there's even um talk that it was it was just I don't know. I'm just throwing his name in here early. Um I don't know if it's somebody could be that guy. Um but Carrying Cross was behind uh, the scenes in SmackDown, um, and you would know how dominant that guy's been on NXT, mm-hmm. and he's certainly a big ass guy. So um, <laughs> I think you know it's a more a bit believable storyline if uh, you know like a so Carrying Cross was the guy to come in and just you know knock him for his perts. Um, but I think we'd all agree that we'd rather see a, a few foods before something like that happens because obviously we don't want to see Cross come in and um, just be you know. Squished uh, and then yeah know, loses momentum completely. Um, so but that itself is quite interesting, uh, for him to be added, considering he's quite he's just went heal himself. Um, so I don't know how they would play that I certainly don't. I think if he was to be brought up now with Roman being heel and him being heel, uh, they wouldn't be anywhere near each other. So I don't think we would be uh,
1: worrying about that right now. What I would very much like to see though is carrying cross like although it sounds like a nice idea carrying cross coming up I do think there's maybe too much at the top for him to get involved right now but what I would look forward to maybe this is just about a fantasy booking but when it comes to Survivor Series and obviously they do the brand Warfare push hopefully we could see maybe a wee triple threat match with Carrying Cross, Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley. Because I think that, oh, that like, I've it's been covered in this podcast many a time. I am a fiend for triple threat matches, and that one would just, oh my god, that would just get me so excited. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, <Yeah>, it'd <sighs> be good. Um,
0: I, I, could, I could get behind that to be fair. Um, <laughs> so I know, I, I, I think. Going forward, um, you know we've got other things to look forward to as well. Of course, we, um, potential superstars, you know, flooding, um, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, when it comes to this this draft that we're, I think we're all chomping at the bit for. Um, certainly, as uh, five guys are all chomping at the bit for this, I think. Um, especially for Raw, but we're equally <laughs> equally worried about that. Um, so no, I it'll, it'll be good to see where things go with this. But let's face it, so far this this storyline's been absolutely solid we uh, with Rolling Reigns so it can only get better. Um and I, I think you know when these kind of dream matches or, or matches that have been kind of hinted or uh, hinted at or kind of potentially been made quite obvious it's it's gonna happen down the line. Um right, it's in safe hands when it comes to that I think yeah I think it's just gonna it's gonna be a, a good match regardless. I think they get put on a, a semi squash match in a way. Um, when these guys, I mean, and, and it's still going to pass off as something that we're going to enjoy, yeah, just because of the way they're able to, you know, tell the story. Yeah. Um. So, time will tell. We'll see how it goes. Um. But that's that's it. That's the smack of the down. Um. <laughs> before we move on to Hell myself, uh, there's some breaking news, uh, for the next pay per view. Before we obviously go into the pay per view, we just uh, watched. I was we go see the pay per view we just enjoyed. But um. <laughs> The moments we enjoyed. Um <laughs> now, this, this is this could potentially give us some uh, some interesting uh you know on the ball comments here uh, for Hell and a Cell, uh, and the results. Uh, the money in the bank qualifying is what's gonna be happening tonight. Uh, McIntyre, Ooh. uh Stales, Orton, um Alexa Bliss, Asker, Baszler, and Jax. So they're all kind
1: of qualifying. Uh, action tonight. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 Was that second match you just said a tag team match? No, I don't. Well, oh, th- oh, thank God. Oh, I don't think. I don't
0: think. I've <laughs> so they, just put an eye next to them, and I just want to assume that it's because you know there's no there's no another person after them, and it's it's just that that's it. they're both thought... in this qualifier, hopefully.
1: I thought I was getting queued up to watch a fucking another Nia Jack Shayna Baszler match, and I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> hopefully,
0: hopefully not, hopefully not." Uh,
1: Rose getting skipped if that's the
0: case. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> watching that tomorrow then. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I don't think you've you seen uh, the kickoff show. My correct saying that. You spotted. So, so the so the rundown of this was um, it was Mandy Rose versus Natalia. Um It's not the only tag team match that was left off the card. Um I don't know whether it's something we should be surprised about now because we've seen it on a few occasions now. Uh, obviously AJ almost, not defender titles. Mm-hmm. Um equally the raw tag team championships were also not um whether well, they're also, sorry Smackdown tag team
1: championships were not defended either. So uh to be f I think the Smackdown ones are, I think they can make an excuse, cause, uh Dominic Neill get killed last week, and Ray, Ray was that's defending true. his son's honour. That's true. I suppose it would
0: be too too uh, uh, dangerous to to ruin that storyline. I guess I can I can see that for that now.
1: Yeah, but although to be fair, Darby Allen get flung downstairs and then put his championship on the line next week. So, Darby boy, step the fuck up. True, true. <laughs> I mean, Lottie well, he, he did lose, it I think straight away so that it's thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's learning. Maybe he's like, oh, I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> see, this is a confusing thing, right? I know you didn't watch it, right? But the, the the match itself was good, right? It wasn't awful, it really wasn't. But we all seen what happened, um, where they were get a photo shoot, and, and Natalia and Tamina are in the ring, and they're training, and they're making too much noise and that, and they have a wee bit of a, a kind of like a scuffle and an argument, and that was that it was right before. I think this was the previous week. Mm-hmm. So why they couldn't make a tag team match here? I'm a bit confused, right? But the match itself is good, so we'll talk about that. The, the the both of them performed really well. To be fair, Mandy Rose was quite impressive, and the was equally impressive as well in the ring. So I can't I can't really grumble about the match itself. It was good. It's just I think I just can't wrap my head around why they've not decided to either a give them you know a shot at the titles, considering they're a legitimate tag team now. Um, so I don't see why they couldn't. They've kind of formed as a proper team now. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. So I don't see why they shouldn't be in the light for challenging them.
1: Because, um, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because Vince hates tag teams, <laughs> and as much as this Women's Revolution is trying to put a face on it, he hates women wrestling as well. So imagine women's tag team wrestling to Vince. It's like <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> I don't want that on my screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. It's just, uh, it's, you're probably right to be for this. It's probably the sole
1: reason. Sorry to interrupt you, but you look at N- NXT and their, ta- their women's tag team division, so much fucking better than <laughs> the main roster one. And I mean, not to point fingers, but I can only put it down to that.
0: <laughs> could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be, man. And that, that's the thing as well. I, I don't know if that is the reason why they didn't want to give them it because it's like, who would be next then after you know, or Are they going to just try and stretch it out? Which they're, they're obviously known to do it on, um, you know, raw especially stretch out storylines to last you know too long. Whereas at least we know we've just previously spoke about it. Obviously, what happened on SmackDown, mm. uh, the storyline that were that's we're, been stretched out for so long, but the fact that it's so detailed, um, it doesn't bother you that it's a stretched out storyline. But obviously, in comparison to the the Nia Jackson, Sheena Baszler, that, that wasn't even overkill. Um, if there was another word that uh, was worse than Overkill um, I would say it but I can't. Nothing spring to mind right now um, because it was that bad. Tell um,
1: you what are what bouldered with the worst women's tag team division in the world
0: right. <laughs> any, any other punishment as well along with that simultaneously <laughs> um,
1: Like uh, When Ken fucking handcuffed Shane O'Mac to the post and <laughs> car battered his balls that's <laughs> That's what it's like watching a Nia jax shayna Bezler match. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> and
0: thankfully, we don't have to. We don't have to um, put up with that in the helm myself, which is good. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was. It was. an interesting match. It was good, but I just don't know if it's the lack of tag teams, and that's why they don't want to delve into this. Uh, you know, kind of feud so soon. That's the only thing I could um, assume here. Uh, but it's, the match itself was good. I just felt it was a bit uh, a waste of time. Really, um, I know nine times out attend ten, kickoff show has been. Um, but we have seen good matches this technically would have been a good match if it had nothing to do with the tag team titles if they weren't existing with these four women you could have went, this was a good match brilliant but it's the fact that we know the tag team titles were there and it's just been ignored but it's been put on your screen that the tag team champions but they're not defending it um, which just, I know, like you say Vince, obviously, clearly isn't the tag team thing, um, which, at the minute, it's driving the tag team divisions um, out of commission on uh, Raw and SmackDown at the minute Uh, by doing things like this. It's just stupidity. It really fucking is. Um,
1: See, see, to be honest, and this is horrible saying this, but in my eyes, the way this title's been booked, is on the same level as the 24-7 title. Like... 100%. There's no credibility to holding these belts anymore like the way they've booked the women's tag team division is just fucking atrocious <laughs> like from repetitive matches to forced humour storylines where people falling on their ass to splitting tag teams up and then releasing them like it just it baffles me that there's clearly no direction for this tag team to go like for this tag team division to go in in it's sad to see because it's just wasted talent and a uh, customary to bring up mid-card title would solve this problem because you wouldn't have to try and force people to be in a tag team together. Like, yeah, fine, have the occasional women's tag team match and maybe even have a, a division. But if you're going to put this little effort into the titles, what's a point in having them. <laughs> 100%. Uh,
0: and that's the thing. Um, like... I know. I know everybody. Obviously, when you're you're know, growing up, for well, me, been growing up, obviously watching wrestling. Um, you know, obviously everybody loves the singles competitors, but you, back then you, you had, you know, I know we, we always say it. Do you know what I mean? you always go back to the usual names, Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, stuff like that. Right. But the point is here, you could look forward to the tag team division, and it was that you you weren't just focused on one particular style of wrestling, but it's just one on one. And, and and you had the tag, you took a team or you had a stable, and it was that variety in the wrestling show where, where that's been completely removed. <laughs> and, and and I don't know about yourself, but like nobody's out there probably I would likely to think so anyway, because um you know they're probably just setting themselves up for a fall. But anybody that's you know aspiring to be a wrestler, you know they're certainly going to be better off going yourself than they tag team because it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. WWE. Um, unless so, it moved to AEW <laughs> exactly so uh, all, all aspiring tag teams uh, go the way of AW. Uh, it's, <laughs> or NXT or NXT yeah exactly that's <laughs> in safe hands now but uh, we can only hope that that's going to change um, but uh, it's going to take so, <laughs> I think I think we're we're really piling a shitload of hope on this, uh, this draft to improve things and I think we might be we might be setting up for a massive fall here because I we might get some good, good um Additions, but I certainly don't think it's going to solve a lot of the issues.
1: <laughs> Aye, like certainly not that. Anyway, that that's genuinely what I was thinking, like earlier on today. Is this draft is yeah? It's sounds good in theory, and we've been pushing for it for a long time. But then, I mean, how excited will we for Rhea Ripley to become the the Raw Women's Champion? And I mean, obviously we'll come on our match, but the way that she's been booked is just fucking awful and it just it scares me to think what like like so Sami Zayn is getting that's just the first name that came in my head Sami Zayn's getting a lot of TV time in Smackdown and he's been allowed to be like yeah granted we would be quite nice to see him turn face and bring that back but he's been on TV every week he's been given a prominent role you just worry that someone like that goes to Raw and just gets lost in the shuffle again and I a hundred percent agree with you. Like I just I feel like the draft is just gonna paper over the cracks a wee bit, and then give it maybe a week. Nah, maybe a wee bit longer than a week, but give it a couple of weeks, and then the booking of RAW will just will slowly start to creep into these talented people, and just make you like I fucking love Drew McIntyre, but I'm so bored of him now because of the way he's been booked. I know. No. It's it's horrible to say that because if he ever met him, I'd be brown nosing him to fuck. But, <laughs> but uh, just Wayley well, he can't hear it. He's he's just become a, a, a bore to me, and that's it's not his fault at all. Like it's just the way he's been been booked. It's just constant, just rematch and just like challenging for a title for the million and one time, like. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I've expended all my, my ranting energy on the, <laughs> this maybe we should just move on to hell a and I could rant on something else
0: <laughs> no I guess I mean, you're, you're not speaking a word of a lie um, when it comes to it's, it's, a, it's a shame the way people like uh, Drew has suffered and, and I mean they can use the, the fans not being there as an excuse all you, all you want but I mean what a way to repay the guy um, the guy that's kind of held you know the company on their, their, their shoulders, mm-hmm. along with others, of course, along with like the likes of Roman, of course, um, on SmackDown. But Raw, certainly, he's cut, he's he's helped that company along with a few others, a handful of people, obviously, um, in certain, um, you know, championships, or whatever, you know, women's championship or whatever else. But he, he's certainly been a focal point of Raw for, for that length of time with this, uh, that's all going on. And he, you know, him at that moment being whipped away from him, you know, he wins the Royal Rumble, um or beats Brock Lesnar, whatever, you know what I mean? And then he does not get the fucking... He does not get the crowd pop that he deserves. And, no. and, and what did they do? And now this is the thing, when we come to it later on, my hot take on it later on, I'll say, but it's kind of, obviously, like we've announced earlier on, it's kind of, it's even built um, to that, thankfully, for uh, what I've seen here. But we'll see if it pans out that way tonight, of course. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> um but it's certainly it's um it's a shame. I think it's a it's a real shame for the guy considering you know how hard he's worked for that company and I hope he gets to pay out when they are back touring. Um yeah. I just don't know if it's gonna feel the same for the fans and I don't know if it's gonna feel the same for um for him anymore because it's just gonna maybe feel uh, very fake, you know, very <laughs> very like oh here you go. <laughs> and it's not
1: going to have the same effect, do you know what I mean? I know, man. Just it's, it's to think how white-hot he was, like, the Royal Rumble when he eliminated Brock Lesnar and they went on to win it. And then obviously, all oh, this fucking shit kicked off and, like, don't get me wrong, deaths and that, they've been horrible, feel bad for everybody's families. I've had a blast being in lockdown. So, <laughs> so, so it's get positives and negatives. But talking about the wrestling aspect of it, like, When all this locked up and stuff started happening and crowds couldn't gather and it was in front of like an empty arena, I stopped watching it because it's just it wasn't the same. It wasn't until the Thunderdome came in that I started like kind of chiming back in every so often. And then when we started doing the podcast, I started properly watching it again. But But at the start of it, like when there was no crowds there and it was just dead, it was so hard to watch. But I always made sure that. I went on YouTube and I seen what Drew McIntyre was up to. Because even without the crowd, he was still it really entertaining. Like in the the way that he'd been booked was really good. (laughs) Like and then to compare it to now, it's just don't get me wrong, if I seen Drew McIntyre like live and I heard his music, I'd go fucking nuts. But I don't know if that's just because I'm I'm Scottish. Uh, I I don't know how that would translate to the wider audience because just because I'm not saying that he's the same as Roman Reigns was a few years ago when he was just being forced down everybody's throats, but it's kind of get that wee hint to it. Aye, I think it's just to put a long storyline with story, I mean, Bobby Lashley. He's done that to be
0: honest. I think it's like Aye. I know I know both men have worked with each other. You know, I think they've worked with each other in, uh, Impact or TNA or whatever. Um, <laughs> So they have previously worked with each other and obviously they enjoying that, of course. But uh, equally, I think the storyline, uh, safety safe to say it, it's been dragged out for long enough. Um, and as I say, we'll get to the, the result that I have our later on. But it's just the fact that it doesn't really add up um, to why why they feel they need to, to drag things on for too long. Um, if, they, if they know it's not working, if they know it's actually doing more damage than good. And to be fair, it could have done... Uh, a damage to, to both men. Never mind, just Drew. Um, and considering he was one of your strongest points throughout, you know, the whole lockdown and just since his return in general, how how good he's been. Um, because he's he's up there. He's like a big name. No, he's like you know, back in the day when you say like you have to Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker. Do you know what I mean it's like this? header's big names. Do you know what I mean when you think WWE? he's one of the names you know that you're going to throw in that hat uh, certainly yeah. Um, but I just I don't
1: know no, see, when, it... see when you look at it like we've talked about Roman Reigns and the amount of feuds that he's been in recently and then you compare that to like you look at the timeline of the two world championships the amount of like twists and turns Roman Reigns has taken along his path like if you look at it from I don't know so when when would Roman? Eh, sorry, when would Drew and Bobby Lashley have started feuding? Kind of roughly about Royal Rumble time.
0: Thanks, so. Eh?
1: So you think from Royal Rumble time to now, <laughs> Roman has fought Cesaro. He's been kind of teasing uh, Seth Rollins. Been teasing Jimmy Uso. Uh, now he's going to feud with Rey Mysterio and just, co- like, but Roman, so eh, sorry, but Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley have just constantly been on the same path to just with each other, constantly no, like, spin-offs, no seeds anywhere, just they two, constantly. It's just so fucking boring now, it's unreal. And thankfully, like, oh, well, well I, you said you've got a, a hot take on it, so we'll see what, what that is when we come to it, <laughs> but for, for my like from my take on it, obviously we'll get to it, but hopefully this is the kind of end of it and then we'll see Drew and go into bigger and better things. But I think we've ranted on this for quite a while now. We, <laughs> we have. But let's
0: face it, it's, it was going to come out at one point or another. Um, but at yeah. least this tangent is very much all to do with this. So it's, uh, it's, it's certainly not a worth topic. Um, so we'll move on to uh, temporarily move on um, before we get back to, into the, the in depth stuff <laughs> of the main event. And uh, it was uh, the women's championship in the hell in the cell. Now I know you were you, you put the question to us um, you know, what what do you see being in this match? Um, you know, when it comes to the women's side of things, do we see it being you know, Charlotte or, and Rhea Ripley that do we see it being Bianca and Bailey? Um it's obviously I th- I don't know, I think most of us I think probably said that we'd rather see um I, I think it was Charlotte and
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh. And
0: obviously it's not panned out that way, which was surprising. Um now this was the match, of course, that was the Hell on the Cell match. So this was Bailey and Belair. It was a good build up, I think. Um, you know, the two of them have been bouncing off each other quite well when it comes to, you know, the the annoying laughs and the and, and the storyline to be fair. It's just it's just the heat it's built. You know, I know it's I know it is annoying that laugh. I mean, I know I know some I know you enjoyed it in particular. Um, <laughs> Along with Seth, but to be fair, no, it has been a good build-up. It's certainly been good, uh, and I think it's safe to say this match probably did live up to that build-up. It kind of it, it, it mirrors with it quite well, um, and it's not it's not really it wasn't a poor. I don't think it's a poor match. I think I would say it's probably one of the highlights of the night. Um, I think you said it earlier on. Obviously, that that being a very familiar theme here. Obviously, you'd expect that for. Um, a pay per view called Hell Myself. Um but it actually <laughs> worked out that way Ian. Um so what was your what was your thoughts? What was your favourite moments first match and were you quite pleased
1: with the outcome it? I to be honest I was kinda of like talking about the the build to it. like I think the build itself, like I think the two women have been amazing. And even when Seth Rollins came into it last week on that ding dong hello, I think he, I thought he was brilliant as well just it seems a bit kind of silly that <laughs> like the the whole premise of the story seems silly but the two of them are actually pulling it off quite well but in terms of the match itself like i honestly think this was match of the night i think the two two were absolutely fucking knocked out of the park like that's a worry with these kind of gimmick pay-per-views that they're going to just overdo it with the hell in a cell matches in a bit like the kind of law diminishing returns, like you see so many and there's only so many spots that you can see without it being like, oh Jesus, right, okay, we get it. It's a, it's a hell on us cell But now the two, two of these women just honestly they were brilliant. Like the way that they were bringing Belair's hair into it, like just different wee spots that you've never seen before, like Bailey tying out to the bottom rope <laughs> and, uh, with her wear hair, and then. uh Bailey. Well I think this was at the start of the match. Bailey was like using it as a whip on her on the chair to, to get this stop hitting her with the chair. Uh, but no, the two I, as I keep saying it, the two of them were brilliant, but um I quite like Bailey. <laughs> the when she was outside and she could overhear Michael Cole. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was that Cole said, but she was like, Shut up, Michael, they know, they watch me. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I, was, I, was, I mean, I don't know, I know there was nobody there and stuff like that, but you've get, you know, the fake crowd noise coming through even then. Do you know I mean, it's like, I think if I was in his, uh, where, where she was standing, and, you know, Michael Cole was wherever he is, the distance away. I don't think I'd have heard them, but it was like, it was just perfectly timed, and obviously she's supposed to know what he said, of course. But it's just like if, if she genuinely had to remember word for word what he said, and she kind of more or less picked up on that and said that, it was fucking hell. It was quite good.
1: <laughs> oh, honestly, I love Bailey. Like, see Bailey, and I'll I'll be cool. Like, I just I love it, and it kind of pissed me off last week when I seen Carmela trying it. Like wow. she was, she was going up to Cole and saying, "Oh, Cole, tell me how beautiful I am." So it's like, "Fuck off!" That's Bailey's thing. So, <laughs> there's too Pat, many. There's too Pat, many people trying to come in and steal Bailey's shit.
0: <laughs> Pat would have told her. That's why he was. He was so pleased that it was Michael who asked the question because I think he was just waiting <laughs> to to go to go heal. Then of course we don't want to see that yet. We're enjoying him too much right now. Um, but no, I, I thought I, I love that myself. Um, just our character is really good. To be fair, that's the thing. I think like. We we all said that we felt we, we missed her at WrestleMania. Um of course she was kinda partially involved in the end, but not to the degree I think we all wanted her to be. We wanted it to be in a match, you know. So that never happened. Um obviously there was the involvement of the Bella twins. Um
1: oh, but, no less, less said about that at the <laughs>
0: <laughs> But nonetheless, we still got to see Billy, of course. Um the thing is she she's been playing this heel character very well. And this is the thing, it's like we've talked about like Sami Zayn and how we would like to see him go back to being, you know, the kind of babyface again. Um, you know, it's amazing to think that Bailey was probably the ultimate woman babyface of this yeah. era, uh, considering you know, the hugger thing and all that. Do you mean? Like, that's a long-distant memory now. Um, that uh, now. I would, I would have, I guess, to say that there's probably not many kids out there that actually remember that now, or or, or it's been to- totally ruined.
1: <laughs> I wonder if that wee kid that could, like sees mum filmed him, filmed him crying when the Bailey buddies get blown up. I <laughs> Wonder if he's got over it. yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <one>. It's probably <laughs> hot and <laughs> tasty.
1: <them to laughs> Anytime he hears Bailey's interest music, he's just like,
0: no. <laughs> see, before get, when you look at them and you try and like imagine <laughs> what kids are kids are scared over that age. I mean, like you probably could. Probably agree with them. You know I mean, the hang looks fucking know. terrifying. You know I mean, it's went for one that you know, whatever height it is to fucking way up there, and the face isn't the normal in the slightest. Uh, and then half the time when there the, was the ones that didn't go up um, for some like fucking reason. Just like a group of messed up blobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he was terrified of his own man. man. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know if it was just the face or you know the combo of the face and the noise. Um, I don't know about it. Screamed <laughs> nuns. <laughs> I actually just had a clip of him recently and it was um um what's his name again? Um oh, presenter of the
1: Oh fuck Jimmy Carr.
0: No, I know Jimmy Carr. what's his name. Um I thought you thought about the I was gonna say Edmondson no Edmondson? No, I said no. Um and it was obviously fucking years ago. I never watched it to that degree. I did see Mr. Blob. Probably like yourself, do you know what I mean? But I don't think it's anything they've really religiously watched. I think it, maybe it's probably one of these things if it was on, it was on. Um <laughs> but I never seen this clip, yeah, I was so for sure. And it's um I know and uh, <laughs> Mr. Blobby's chaps at the door. <laughs> I know it's a wee bit of tangent here, right, But it's just a it's just it's just a topic that was brought up and I'm just like he chaps at the door and he fall and the door falls, collapses through and, and Mr. Blobby falls in. <laughs> <laughs> in the door, and the, the actual head, of the costume comes off, and it reveals the guy underneath. So, <laughs> nose desperately trying to cover it up so nobody sees. like
1: the fucking shock master? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he start. He proceeds to stand up and then shove shove Mr. Bobby over the door and right out the, the door. Um, onto what behind the door is like a garden scene that, that I don't think it's supposed to be like in the show as such. No. Um, like but you can just see it as a garden. And it's just like the way he <laughs> shoved them over some sort of stage so that nobody could see <laughs> He's tackled the bane. Like, that is like, the one of the best things though. Um, I'm not saying it, but that's that's, that's, that's a funny moment for that, that thing. It's no terrifying. So um, anybody <laughs> out um, there, there that's, that's afraid to miss a bit. if you watch that, I'm sure it might change your mind for about 30 seconds and you'll probably remember all horrific stuff. Um <laughs> No, um, <coughs> I know. Speaking gimmick wise, anyway, we'll go back to the gimmick side of things with Bailey, um, and obviously our, our, uh, our buddies. That, um, obviously, is what led us to Mr. Blobby, <laughs> um, you know, the terrifying ones that don't didn't, didn't blow up in the end. Um, but no, it's, it's came a long way for that, and I think you know it's, it's something she deserves credit for because I think the beginning of this um, heel turn, I don't think many people bought in it. I think a lot of people had their, their doubts that she was going to be able to pull it off, considering how nice a person she is, and you know people would just see through it. And she's she's committed to this character one hundred percent, and yeah. she just pulls it off. And it's the fact it's been so long now that she's been a heel, um, that it's it's hard to see her going back now, considering how uh, consistent she's been at it. And I it's, it really added to this match. Yeah, it really did. And I think it's man, there's a familiar theme as well with this. Um, we spoke SmackDown. We didn't mention it right off. Uh, SmackDown. We had the Hell in a Cell match. Don't know if like this Hell in a Cell match. Kendall sticks been used quite often. Mm-hmm. So um, we'd, uh, I think Ray, Ray brought a Kendall stick out. I'm pretty sure during that. Uh, and then also a company later on with Roman and Lashley, and uh, there was many different uses of these uh, Kendall sticks. It was quite quite uh, amazing that it's not a negative uh, considering. Pretty much every Hell in the Cell match that we've seen had a candlestick involved. <laughs> but I quite liked it. I, the, the, the way they barely set that up using the ring and the cage to basically form, form like a table um, of candlesticks, it's only, oh, know. For, only for her to get put through it, <laughs> um, which was good. Um, obviously later on we've seen Drew being that was a, that was probably one of the more brutal ones where he kind of get his arms done because there's candlesticks, but then it buffs through it <laughs> uh, no, it's quite good use to be fair for Kindlesticks. I mean Kindlesticks is is probably one of the um, the least uh, enjoyable ones I think you, you just think oh it's the kendo stick they're only going to do one thing with it. and whack it whack them with it, do you mean but there was many different things done throughout these helmet cells with these Kindlesticks. sticks that kind of gave the Kindlestick stick weapon a, a whole new uh, you know, form of life I think
1: See, see, be honest. I I love them. Like just the noise that they make as well. They always just sound so brutal. I just I don't think the wrestlers would maybe enjoy them too much. Like I don't no. know. if you've Seen Drew McIntyre's <laughs> pictures on uh, on Twitter. His back. Oh my god. Oh, it was brutal. And if he's if he's okay. haven't seen it, just go on Drew McIntyre's Twitter and just feel bad for the guy. So. All right. Put put some. Res- maybe we should put a bit more fucking respect on this guy's name. Seeing seeing <laughs> <saying> he's boring, <laughs> and he's putting his back through that. So. Sorry, Drew. Not the
0: first time as well. We've seen it with Sheamus as well, haven't we?
1: Oh Christ, I know. But I thought the two of these, like the utilized weapons, so well. Like in this match, as you were talking about, like the kindle sticks. But even the finish to the match, uh, barely with the K O D on the ladder. Like even that looked like you hear like wrestlers talking about like the ladders hurt the fucking most, and like ladder matches themselves are just kind of. Scary because <laughs> there's like when I mean, you've seen fucking uh, what, what happened was it? Um, oh, what's his name? Him that was in JJ security, Joe. What, oh, what's his name? Joey Mercury, uh, in that ladder match when Jeff, uh, with the Harley boys. Do you remember that? Yeah, when he's fucking oh, Jesus, his nose just kind of cleaned <laughs> off his face. So, we all know ladders fucking hurt, and <laughs> so, uh, that bump at the end must have been fucking for Bailey and uh, I just this match was like fair play to the two women they pulled off an absolute belter and as I said match of the night the 100% I agree with it to be honest
0: I really don't think there was anything else um, I wouldn't even say the other women's match was was good to be honest with you. Um, as much as we would love to have said on paper beforehand that they would have been up there together um, certainly weren't. There were two different matches completely, and that, that wasn't just because it one was a helmet cell one, wasn't it? Um, but one thing I will say as well, there was, there was some critique for this helmet cell match that we just spoke about there, and it was the fact that people were saying that there wasn't enough usage of the the helmet cell, you know, with actual cell moments and stuff like that. But I mean, we spoke about it there, and the amount of different things we've seen, um, you know, within it, because obviously you can't constantly just use the hit the cell as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to get repetitive and boring because there's only so many times you're going to see something getting thrown off the side of the cage, uh, and I'm pretty sure we've seen that happen at least once or twice in this match. You know what I mean, so they certainly did utilize the thing. So I don't know what these people that are critiquing this match to the point where they're saying that they didn't utilize the cage, <laughs> um, what else do you want because they kind of sticks weren't floating, Um you <laughs> know, so. I don't know, but I, I think that was harsh, um, and I, th- I totally disagree. I think I totally disagree with these people that are saying that they they didn't do a good enough job in Hell in a Cell because they certainly did, um, and I think they proved all the doubters wrong. And um, if they chose to to switch switch that last minute, because I'm pretty sure both um, women's matches were hinting at, at being in Hell in a Cell, because I'm pretty sure Rhea Ripley said that on Raw that she was going to challenge Charlotte to Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. and in the end, obviously, it's no panned out that way. Maybe I misheard it, but I'm pretty sure that's what she said and then nothing nothing came it.
1: See see to be honest, like see all these this is why I don't particularly like like gimmick pay per views. Like I miss fuck it like I know we're getting it uh, for NXT, but I miss like like Great American Bash and No Mercy, Backlash, like all all these sort of pay per views, not hell in a cell and a specifics. Money in the bank, and like, don't get me wrong, I love the money in the bank match, but I miss it when it was at WrestleMania. Aye, but like, not as like because the likes of the, the Hell in a Cell just feels like they're just trying to force like feuds into the stipulation rather than it being like the final blow off to a, a major feud. It's like this can't go anywhere else, it has to be in Hell in a Cell. But that's what, like, we were saying there, like, it felt a bit up in the air with. Like, what match was going to be in Hell in a Cell? Like, I really don't think that should be the case at all. Like, there should never be, like, oh, well, it needs to be, we need to have a Hell in a Cell match. So, oh, fuck it, we'll just put it in that. Like, it should merit it. Like, and I think the Roman Reigns Raymond and it's just, like, although I'm glad it wasn't on the pay per view, like it's kind of confusing how the only kind of real feud that would merit it, because obviously, what uh, Roman Reigns did to Dominic like it was the only one that would kind of merit being in a Hell in a Cell like as opposed to any of the other ones no you're right Um, I, I don't understand why um,
0: why they focus too much on these things now Um, when it comes to like you're obviously you're saying about the, the specific pay-per-views um, I think there is a little too much for them now I mean we all probably did enjoy the T- TLC you know back in the day like I, I certainly loved that back in the day when i was younger anyway because it was just like you knew there was gonna be weapons involved and you're like oh that's amazing yeah. but i mean I, I don't i don't i don't look at it the same excitement anymore yeah. um like can shove it at christmas time what they want you know what i mean I but it's, uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't make it any more exciting it's no <laughs> it's no um it's not got the same vibe anymore um so, I mean, we've seen, like you say, I think you've named quite a few of the, the kind of ones that have died down. Some of them are resurrected now, of course, They're like, say, the Great American Bash, but there's obviously been pay-per-views that we've used to seeing over the years that they've removed and replaced with something else. Um, obviously, those things that was, it? Roadblock, I think, was one. I'm not saying that was one of the enjoyable ones, but just that's just off the top of my head, like, something that's been removed recently. No. Um that we used to get, you know, roadblock fast lane blah blah blah, but I mean, like you said the ones that aren't specifically basically what the matches are supposed to be about, probably is the best way to play it, because then you can put a, a full card out there and it's not going to be just judged on what the name of the, the pay-per-view is because it's so easy um, but the problem is um, the matches were genuinely the best matches in it, it was the Hell in the Cell ones, uh, and <laughs> you, you couldn't focus on uh, any of the ones that were just Regular matches because they they weren't that good anyway. So <laughs> even if they were, <laughs> um, you were always going to focus on the Hell in Cell. So I agree. I think they should bring things like that back. Where you're, you're only getting a few a year. No. Um, where it's you know specifically called something like a Hell in Cell or the Money in the Bank. But uh, I mean, you mentioned that thing there with, with uh the Money in the Bank. I mean, at WrestleMania, I remember. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if it was Miami. It was an outdoor. I'm pretty sure it was like an outdoor uh, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And Kofi Kingston, uh, I'm pretty sure he was involved in that match. It was like a Money in the Bank match, and I just remember enjoying the hell out of that. Maybe Florida,
1: I think I remember when you're talking about like um, see, John Morrison, maybe as you well. Know, I think he have been in it. I, there was always like that was the thing as well when the Money in the Bank matches came about at the start. Like there was always the kind of ones that were always in it that made the match that much better. Like the like, say so your Kofi Kingston's Shelton Benjamin, John Morrison. Mm-hmm. Like, they were always in it to bring that kind of high-flying aspect as well as, like, they could potentially, I mean, let's be honest, I don't think anybody thought Shelton Benjamin was ever going to win it, but, like, <laughs> you never know. But uh, even the th- thing the past winners of Money in the Bank, like CM Punk at WrestleMania, like, it get also, not only is it giving these people an opportunity, like, of, like, obviously cashing in the Money in the Bank, but it also gives them that, like, WrestleMania moment. Like, as well as that, like, everybody wants a WrestleMania moment, nobody wants a Money in the Bank moment. <laughs>
0: Aye, uh, 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 that's true. Um, I think the way they're killing off that Money in the Bank thing we've started that, anyway, obviously. I wouldn't say they've killed it off completely, but um, they certainly kind of started the demo spiral of it with, uh, with that ridiculous storyline with The Miz. Um, I know, I know it was, I know it was a, it a storyline. It's supposed to be an enjoyable thing, but I don't know about you, but I didn't really find that entertaining. I was just like, because we had the buzz that you know, oh, you know, the underdog can always hear is getting a chance to cash in. It'd be interesting to see how he does that. And yeah, they could have had fun with it, but the fact that they actually literally took that off of him <laughs> for, for no legit reason. Uh, just took it. It's not like he's injured or something, but they took it off him. I don't understand why they did that. Um, and it's certainly um a bit of a, a, a damp damper a damper on the kind of whole money in the bank
1: storyline storylines. See to be honest, the the only person I can remember in recent times being excited for holding the money in the bank was Seth Rollins.
0: Oh he was I Edge as well. I mean also his days as well with money in the bank, you just knew there
1: was something crazy gonna happen. Oh I definitely. But like just in terms of like recent ones, like I think Otis, when he, well, the Miz was just, like, he was kind of, don't get me wrong, I think the Miz played his part well, but I just felt like he was never really a credible, like, I thought that he could have held it for a while, or had a big, kind of, like, I think think we've been spoiled with the Seth Rollins pop at WrestleMania, (laughs) and I don't think anything could ever come close to topping that, like, after that, uh, just the way that all panned out was just, Uh, amazing but uh i even when otis won it i was like uh, like i wasn't that excited because he's a a tag team wrestler at the end of the day and i just i don't know me personally i wasn't like excited when otis won it and i couldn't even tell you the guy that won it before that or or even before that like the only one I remember after winning, it after Seth Rollins was was Dean Ambrose, and even that they didn't, they didn't fucking wait long. They just blew the load in the one night, made him cash it in at the end of the night. <laughs> nice.
0: I know it's not it's not that I was, uh, I wasn't I wasn't overly excited that you know the fact he won it. I think it was it was just the circumstances of how he won it. Do you know what I mean the way it was caught? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it did intrigue me to, to how he would do it. Obviously. The, the criticism could quite easily come in, uh, you know, if he cashed it and he won a belt. Because uh, some people are going to argue, is he, is he the champion? Because he's all this, you know, humorous character. But I mean, if he was the character he's playing now, who's the bulldozer, you certainly take him um, in a different light, I think. No. Uh, if he won that, that now, do you know what I mean? Um, But it's a shame because the guy could have had a championship, but, you know, under his belt uh, to just have his CV full stop, do you know what I mean? because um, I don't know how many chances this guy's going to get at, at, at something like that, you know, up the top like At but at the same time um, I don't think he would have um, I don't think he would have done any harm to, to the title, do you know what I mean he's, he's not like a shit wrestler, so
1: no.
0: I don't see why he couldn't have won it and if, if that's the thinking you are going, on oh, it's an embarrassment if he won it, I think that's shocking um, I know I'm putting a word out there that it might not be something describing, but then what, what other reason have they had to take that off off of Mart Jimmy. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> it is a bit bizarre. Um no, I don't know. Um I think and I like you say I think Cash in wise there's, there's, there's no good no deal to Russia. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can remember any punk ones, but I kinda of really think he did did he? Did has he held it that many times? The, the money bank.
1: Who's CM Punk?
0: Uh,
1: I, I wasn't I don't think I was watching wrestling properly at that time. But I remember, like I remember seeing CM Punk cash in for the, the World Heavyweight Championship, like the big gold belt. But uh, like I've only seen that in kind of highlight packages and stuff like. Say, uh, I've I've, been, I've not been blessed with uh, Sky in my life, so, so there's been many a time where I've been <laughs> uh, drought periods in wrestling. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm
0: I'm the same, mate. Therefore, I don't. Um, the paper views was. Um... Sometimes it was a a Land special, <laughs> 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 uh, so special at that that uh, SummerSlam. Uh, that was something I remember getting. That was what I was in. I think it was a Land or something. As I say, I think John Morrison was in it, and Coffee Kingston, MVP Jericho. Pretty sure they were all involved in it. Um, the money, the money, at the bank of WrestleMania. But nice. Um, it was hard back then to watch things like that. But I mean, I think I was able to watch SmackDown. Because it was in Sky One, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Raw, what was Raw? Ron? Was Raw's was that on Sky One as well?
1: No, nah, Raw was on Sky Sports. I was in Sky one, Sports. I saw so Cry- like Cry- Sky Sports three or something like that. <laughs>
0: so that was, it. that was a that was a rare occurrence, I think. yes, um, <laughs> you know, so depending on what T V packages we're gonna put in, I think. Uh, occasionally we get it, but many times out of ten, I think if you had a friend uh, you watch wrestling with uh, it would always be your friend that has the, the, the Sky
1: Sports back then <laughs> it was, it was Liam for me Liam would <laughs> tape the pay-per-views for me and give me the video over
0: <laughs> what a guy, what a legend I <laughs> just sorted me. Um, So that's my brother we'll, we'll uh, swiftly move on to the to the man, the cyborg Cesaro versus Seth Rollins um, I thought this match was quite fun and entertaining um, no doubt I think it's going to be one of these matches that they're going to famously stretch out um, a leave bit further because I think that's in one apiece now. Um, so, what would you what do you see this going? Do you think this is going to be something that's going to continue um, for money in the bank, or do you think is is it going to you know die before then? Just during a, a weekly show?
1: I'd be, I think maybe they were potentially. I think Seth. Uh, I think Cesaro did genuinely have an injury, and that's maybe why he's been off TV for a wee while. Uh, so I think. They were, I mean, obviously, I, I don't fucking know. I don't work there. I keep saying that. Uh, <laughs> that maybe they were going to have uh, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, have a feud coming out of WrestleMania, and then this would have been a blow-off at Hell in a Cell. Obviously, we couldn't have got that because Cesaro's injury. Um, So, I, I think they could have this, like, kind of go further. The match itself, though, like, these two, I honestly cannot put on a bad match that, like, I Challenge anybody out there to find me a bad Seth Rollins or Cesaro match. It, it can't be done. Uh, the what like wasn't as uh, wasn't as amazing as the WrestleMania match, but like that was probably up there with one of the the matches of the the entire WrestleMania weekend. So it'd be kind of hard to to top that. But the two of them, like honestly, God, I love the two of these guys so. If this feud is going to continue, I'm all here for it. Uh, <laughs> quite like Cesaro, like I seen him on Twitter uh, before this Matt, uh bef- like before the pay per view. Uh, so they said he was having a a Q and A. Just that he's obviously going to watch the Switzerland game first in the Euros, and, and then after he, he got Seth Rollins' glove and he punted it. Pat McAfee like kicking it away like it's the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> And then congratulating Switzerland. Uh, uh, <laughs> he doesn't ever a trick, that
0: guy man, he really doesn't. And, and speak, speak to him, how good was he with, uh, with I think it was the, the top moments or something, was it? Uh, um, Or top feuds or something like that. And you know, Michael Cole's r- running through them all and he's like, end, end, <laughs> and, 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 and. I think was... I missed a few moments because I, I seen a clip earlier on just before we came on. Did this pay per view? Uh, this pay per view kind of podcast, and it was um, there was a few moments throughout the night that were just hilarious, and that's the thing, man. Like the guy's fantastic. Like, we didn't even mention it because obviously we moved on from it, uh, because obviously like, the pay per views, uh, now been. But I mean, we've seen another boog's moment, obviously oh, SmackDown, yeah. and he had. It, I'm assuming I can only assume unless he owns two phones. Um, that he stole <laughs> Michael Cole's phone, uh, and <laughs> he, he was waving and both. Um, and do you know what? It's just. Again, I know we kind of so I know a few years were kind of going, Oh, is this kind of just getting a bit repetitive now? Do you know what I mean, but like that's kept that storyline itself uh, going with the whole Shinsuke Rick and thing. Um, oh. and the guy's just a joy to watch, do you know what I mean, and, and, and he adds to it. And, and see, having him on that pay per view as well, her myself, it he certainly improved it. Uh, I think we would have been speaking even more negatively about it than we have done. Um, even though I've took some positives, um, but he's certainly been one of the. The It was that, for sure. I think he was flicking a bit of pen or something, or it up there or something at one point.
1: Um, oh, I. That I thought that was fucking sick. He like flicked it up, caught it, and then wrote and it, like caught <laughs> it in the perfect writing position. I was like, is there anything this man can't do? You
0: say what a guy. Like
1: <laughs> is it? It. Uh, I see when Greg put up on the Twitter Pat McAfee appreciation post. I was like, yes, yep, a hundred percent. This. <laughs> like, you know see, I honestly don't know. If WWE realize how lucky they have got to get somebody like this, like I've on, he's probably I know he's only been doing it a wee while, but honestly, I can't think of a better commentator than him because he just he's so he's funny and he, he he's becoming more and more knowledgeable. Like the more he's he's doing it, like he gets involved with every aspect of it. Like he even sees back <laughs> backstage videos. Like He's vlogs every week And I just I need, I need to mention it I don't know if you saw it was He's it won Either last week Or the week before And uh, They were sitting Cole and him Were sitting at the commentary desk And Cole was like uh, It would just be Like you know My wife's been at work all day It'd be nice If I could just get five minutes To talk to her Without Pat Just constantly talking About <laughs> you It was like It would just be nice to talk to her And then Pat's like Hey 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 Who gives a fuck <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Honestly,
0: guys, oh. Oh, he's not his man. So I, I think you he hes up there on a bucket list if you have we um, ever graced with any um views with the, the big dogs, uh, and he's certainly a big dog that I would—I um, think we would all openly uh, welcome with open arms. Oh. Um, I mean, what? what well, oh I don't know. I think we'd be here all night, to be honest. <laughs> I think we'd be like, I'm going, do, do another pen, do another pen trick, please." <laughs> um, just to begin with, <laughs> but no, it's been brilliant. Um And let's face it, I think it um, it made some of these kind of maybe dips in the pay per view uh, a little bit more entertaining. That's for sure. It kind of brought the, the kind of vibe up again. Um, so we'll move on uh, from Cesaro and Seth Rollins match, um, which yeah, it was decent. Um, maybe, as you say, not hitting the heights, but uh, they're certainly going to have a, a settler, I think, for sure. Um, so it's just, and to be fair, it can only get better. I don't think it's going to be uh, any worse than, than that. And to be fair, and it was, as I say, it was, that match wasn't exactly bad, so it can only be a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame, like you say, I couldn't have came to a T at Hell myself because it could have been something even more special. So we'll see. But we move on to possibly the biggest negative of the night, I think. Alexa Bliss versus uh, Shayna Baszler it's, it's a mixed bag uh, this one uh, I think we've all seen Bliss winning it um, I just don't think we've seen it in the way it occurred I think we, 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 we'd have assumed there would be some more impressive stuff in it spot on um, some special effects being used considering they're uh, in a, a Thunderdome still uh, they're not on the road yet so there's no excuse to not do it but um, there's been too much teasing. I've said it in previous podcasts. That there's been a lot of the teasing that she was going to do stuff. Remember to people, and I think it was probably three weeks before we actually seen any of that coming to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I don't see why they, they can't. They couldn't have done something there. Um, I don't know if they're holding a lot back. Do you know what I mean, but let's face it. There, there's probably something they could do with the Thunder special effects-wise, that they couldn't do with a live crowd that they could have done during this this, uh, this match. Um, I don't know if you are agreement with that, but certainly it would have improved it compared to just the simple, I don't even know what it is. Is it a brainwash? Is it a, uh, <laughs> is, is it a reach, in, reach in and steal your soul, <laughs> your, your heart? I, 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 I don't know. What is that? Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, tell me. <laughs> oh,
1: I, fuck, knows, fuck, <laughs> fuck knows what this shit is. Honest to God. And see, even like you're saying, putting in special effects, I don't think it's going to save this fucking train wreck. Honest to God. Alexa Bliss, I miss her as a, a wrestler, just a regular wrestler so, so much. Like, I was kind of on board for it at the start because she was with, like, see when she was with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, that was brilliant. See her on her own. It ain't hitting home for me. I'm sorry, Greg. It ain't hitting home for me. <laughs> it's just shite. It's so shit. Like, the whole fucking like, I've got it written down here. She look, uh, Bays are dominating until she looks into Bliss's eyes. Uh. And then, like she was, she was doing a subst- like a substitution. Fucking football, shot, man. She was, <laughs> she was doing a submission. Uh, and then I looked into her eyes and let it go. And then Reggie, like within the first two fucking seconds of the match, was up in the apron trying to cause a distraction. And then he did it again, but was trying to avoid looking into her eyes. But Nia Jax wasn't trying to avoid looking into her eyes. Eventually, got I don't know possessed, mind controlled yeah. who the fuck knows, punched Reggie in the face, which fair play I was quite happy with that but yeah. just the way it happened was just bizarre and then the finish, just Bliss hitting a kind of a modified Sister Abigail and then the twisted Bliss and it just it feels like Shayna Baszler just, I was like been praying for her to go or own way for so fucking long and this match just buried her even further because well in my eyes anyway but I, honestly I feel so bad for Shayna Baszler like to think the tale that she was on and just absolutely dominating through that women's division to being reduced to being involved in this shit. like and it's not to discredit Alexa Bliss or Shayna Baszler like the two of them are fantastic and I love the two of them but this was just fucking awful.
0: <laughs> no, I think um, along the same lines yourself. Uh, I'd high. I'd, I still do have high hopes um, of it uh, getting better. Uh, I just don't know what the fuck they are playing at. I don't. To be honest, <laughs> 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 I just honestly, I do I really don't. Um, I don't understand the doll thing. Was kind of was creepy. Fair enough. Um, and. It looked like they were kind of going somewhere with it, with the whole kind of like your equipment falling and blah 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 and stuff like that. The torture thing, which there's endless possibilities what you could do with that kind of stuff. Um, And like we say, they could have easily used some special effects to do some stuff in the ring. We've seen special effects that you know, when there has been crowds there, with before Bray Wyatt went away, and you know when she obviously was the one that's supposed to be controlling him, and so on and so forth, or some mind fuck like that where you're like, Well, hang on, he's the one that's supposed to possess you, blah, 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 and you know, so on and so forth. Um, but I mean the potential's still there that it could be a good character, but if they keep doing stupid things like this, it's not gonna work. Um the 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 drip feed into the or oh, you you you're, you're, you're gonna terrorise the women's division, you're gonna this and do that and then doesn't really do much. Um, it's not working. Yeah, and for a pay per view, uh, you'd ex- you'd expected a little bit more than just staring into somebody's eyes and uh, <laughs> saying that you have possessed them and I like you say slapping Reggie or like a, like a hypnotist or something. You know, <laughs> hypnotize them to do something. <laughs> uh, they really could have done something better. They could have done something more special. You know, some some arena effects with the, the Thunderdome Uh, you know, I don't know something coming out their mouth. Randy Orton thing again. Running the theme. Do you know what I mean? Just where, like there's oh, well, shut
1: down that fucking shite route right again. I know, I
0: know. Even even that, I think we would have probably still been going right. Fair enough, I've seen it before, but at least it's better than what we could have seen, which was what we end up seeing um in the end. Um but let's face it, look, she was good in the ring. I will say I was glad that, I was glad to see her back in the ring. Yeah. Um the moves were good when she done. Uh, I just wish they were delving more into this uh, demonic kind of Possess side herself, not trying to possess other people. Um, and again, I hope they they're going to do this breakup sooner than later because it's just it's pissing us off now. Um, it's got no interest. Uh, they're not attacking me anymore, but they're still hang, <laughs> hanging the about. <beach. laughs> <laughs> she she has no reason to be with her now. Uh, so. Why is she still fucking hanging about with her? Um, so, fingers crossed. That's, that's We're not going to run it on it again, because we, we'll, we'll end up just doing this for weeks again. Um, but hopefully hopefully this this breakup happens sooner rather than later. Um, it's certainly been uh, long coming, so fingers crossed. We'll see. But I'm hoping the Alexa Bliss side of things with this, you know, playground stuff and all that, I'm hoping it develops um, into something a little bit more. Uh, positive to watch uh, before the fiend comes back, or maybe it's going to take the fiend to come back to actually do some decent storytelling again. But I just hope that they're they're not sacrificing the story the storylines that they could be telling us just because they know they're back on the road. Because um, that's what I feel they've done. They've just they've tried to put out this quick kind of clean kind of win. Mm-hmm. which wasn't really the way I think we've all seen it going down. I think we've seen some sort of crazy stuff going down. I mean, we've seen the stuff that, like, I know it's not WrestleMania, right, so we can't expect anything uh, crazy, but look, imagine that the thing, well, well imagine, look, look back to what we did with John Cena. Do you know what I mean? The, the, that was the kind of mind-fuckiness you were getting. I mean, he's part of the NWO and all no. that kind of stuff. Like, you could have done, I'm not saying make fucking... Reggie part of NWO and blah blah blah, right? but he could have done some crazy stuff. Do you know what I mean like some cutaway things where you know they're stuck in some sort of room or something like that, and and next thing you know they're back in the ring or you know what I mean? Anything they could have done anything because they could get away with it because they're in That's the Thunderdome, no huh? nobody's there. So mate, take advantage of it. You know what I mean? They've done it in the past. Have they just forgotten? I don't know. <laughs> um, so we'll see. But nah, that was disappointing. Um, we'll move on. We'll swiftly move on for that. Uh, other than the, the only positive I think we can take for that is Alex West banking uh, and uh, pulling off some good moves. Uh, it doesn't look too rusty. Uh, it's just hopefully the storyline can return to being something positive uh, that we can talk about more positively again. But I wouldn't hold your breath. Nah, um, there's more chance of me getting hypnotised myself by her uh, <laughs> than, than that happened. I think currently right now. Um, so. <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Sammy Zayn. Obviously, we're, we're, we're definitely different sides with this one, mate. Um, so I'll let you take the, the ropes uh, to begin with, and then I'll cut back on my Kevin Owens side. <laughs>
1: uh, the first thing I had written down was I was not sure if KO had COVID or if he was still selling that Nigerian nail. <laughs> I think he <it> was. <laughs> I, I, that, that's that's that's
0: one of the most ridiculous things I will say before before I jump in with my, my stuff after, but. Um, why is he still selling that?
1: <laughs> because it's the most devastating. Oh. Other than other than the surprise roll ups, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, nah, like uh, this match was—I don't know. Like I, I, I enjoy the two of these guys, and I, I, the same goes with kind of like the same point for uh, Seth Rollins and Cesaro I honestly don't think these two could put on a bad match just the feud feels like it's kind of like we've seen it so many times (laughs) Like I don't know how much more I can take of it to be honest Uh, and I I have seen Kevin Owens put up on Twitter that uh, he's going to be taking a break oh really? Yeah, he put up, it was only in fact it was just before we came on the podcast that I'd seen that he'd put up um, that he's going to be taking a break, so I don't know if that's maybe because during the match i seen that he'd picked up like a, what I thought looked like a kind of injury at his wrist or his, his arm in general uh, but I don't know if that's just because Kevin Owens is just so good at selling that uh, that it could have just been him selling but if he is taking a break, maybe I don't know if it's maybe just taking a get a bit of distance from Sami Zayn, but the last time I heard about someone getting distance by taking time off was Alistair Black, and we all know what happened to him. Mm. Um, but that's... Oh, let's not go down that route. It's never going to happen with Kevin Owens. Um, I, hope, I hope not, mate. I really do. Fucking uh, better not. But, uh, <clears throat> I know the match itself was great. Kevin Owens, I fucking... I love as well as much as I love Sami Zayn. uh <laughs> If not more, because he shares a surname with my my misses. Uh <laughs> but uh, I even the, like some of the wee spots. He was doing going for the, the swan to the outside. Sammy getting his knees up, like he was just trying so hard in this match, but he just kept like getting hurt. <laughs> so like it was just taking one step forward and two steps back. And I was actually surprised at the end, to be honest. That like going in this match, I really honestly thought Kevin Owens was going to come away with the come away with the win, but. Sammy pulling off a fucking haluva kick for the win, just it shocked me. But with like Kevin Owens, like obviously taking time off, I don't know if it's through an injury or whatever. Like, where do you see Sammy's in going now? Do you think maybe he's going to challenge Apollo? Or do you think I don't know? Where, where could you see him then? I mean, it, it, it appears that way because obviously, still,
0: well, it's I don't know. That's the thing. Now that I've heard obviously that you said obviously, about KO taking some time out, which is obviously a surprise, but at the same time, not a surprise because I think it's probably the perfect time for him to take a break as well um, because, you know, it goes back to the Roman Reigns thing. Although how we're now enjoying the Roman Reigns thing, but it was early on in that thing. Um, I really wanted him to hold that championship because I felt at that moment in time, I felt like he legitimately deserved to hold that title, even if it was just for a short time and Roman mm-hmm. took it back off him. Because uh, I just thought, I think back then, they two could have had a, a wee back and forth feud, like we've seen in the past years, where, you know, one pay-per-view, you know, one one man's holding the title by the next pay-per-view, the other man's holding the title, do you know what I mean? Like that kind of feud that they could have had because of how good the feuds food, were, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since that point, I've just felt that, you know, he's been lost Im- amongst this Shit hole, uh, uh, you know, where he's, he's kind of just the away to nothing. Um, and unfortunately, even if even if they now all of a sudden try to put this massive push on him for any title whatsoever, not 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 even just Roman's, uh, you know, and Apollo's, um, you know tag title, anything, um, it's not going to have that same effect anymore. It's kind of like spoiled it for me. Um, and I imagine it's probably the same for a lot of people because you know you had that opportunity and it's been whipped away from him and then it looks now just like they're just going oh okay we'll give him we'll give him and it's it's not going to feel right do you know what I mean it's not going to feel great but no. Sammy I think the size of him I think it's it's hard to say because he, he's changed his tune of it he's went for conspiracy to now he's got karma <laughs> on Owens so I'm just like what what is he what is he playing that <laughs> Um I really don't know, but I think personally, I think um, he's probably going to continue the the pursuit of trying to get his title, what he claims he's not lost back. So <laughs> that's maybe the Karma route now. I don't know if generally just try to ditch this um, <laughs> this whole conspiracy theory storyline and just turn it into a Karma thing where, where he's going to get his own back and gain back what's his. I don't know if that's what this is gone I'm, I really tell- don't
1: know. I'm telling you, it was reeking a Eric Rowan spider nonsense. <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably
0: right to this. I've um, let it go on that long. i just been no, fuck, we've lost it. Um, what page was that again? Oh, fuck, they shredded that page. Eric, never mind. we just just that joke
1: <laughs> maybe it did actually have like all this documented footage but the files get corrupted and it all get deleted <laughs> and then they're like oh, fuck right we'll just move on to something else <laughs> it's probably just Vince
0: going trying to edit bits and then he just fucked it up and just went ah oh, fuck I don't know how to use this fucking computer fucking whack
1: he <laughs> press some sort of c-
0: control delete like thing and just just fucked it um,
1: <laughs> all, that, all that big buck tooth fuck Kevin Dunn trying to add a million and one camera cuts <laughs> he's <laughs> probably... just he's just hit delete shit, <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you do you watch *Impractical Jokers*? I I've seen bits. Right, so there was an episode recently. Yeah, you know who Joe is, don't you? Um, he's think, a kind of I
1: think so.
0: He's got big eyes, but he's, he put when he pulls faces, he's just fucking hilarious, right? But he's there was a there was a wee segment they had done. Should, you're just a reminder that there. Um, they were being a photographer for people, um, and it's just the camera angles and they were lying on this roller thing like a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Look, looking up the way. <laughs> it just reminds me of that man. Um <laughs> this guy didn't that like let's get a shadow under, Ro- under Roman's legs. And just have a look at him. Do you know what I mean? Oh god. Oh hilarious man, but um <laughs> it surprised me, but no, I am a wee bit disappointed to hear obviously Roman's uh not Roman sorry KO could potentially be out now. Um but at the same time I think it could allow that buzz to build back for him to return at some point and maybe take a title. Um, but
1: and that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. See, to look forward to it though, in a kind of positive light, with him taking this break and obviously the, the with the draft coming up. Can you see Kevin Owens moving away? Like, because as much as I would love to see it, I honestly can't see Kevin Owens being the one to beat Roman Reigns for the title. Well, hopefully, nah. hopefully that will fall to Biggie, but who knows? But. Oh, could you maybe this is again just about fantasy booking, Kevin Owens taking this time off, that gets drafted to Raw but like if he does have an injury don't, well obviously well, if he's got a fucking injury he can't be on TV anyway So, <laughs> but don't have him on TV don't mention him and then just the, obviously live crowds are coming back, just the pop for Kevin Owens coming back and just don't care who the fuck the champion is Insertment in of that world championship field, and honest, like the buzz that will be around Kevin Owens again will be amazing. I, I would, I would honestly be, I'd be all
0: for that. It. Um It's like a reset, isn't it? If he, if he takes his time out and uh, a welcome reset, I think, and, and not in a bad way. I mean, we all enjoy KO and yeah. certainly one of my favorites now. Um, so, no, I think it's. um He's what worked hard as well throughout the pandemic, you know? so you know, if mm-hmm. he's deserving of that time, as well, I've got to spend my family, fair enough, absolutely. Um, and hopefully, it's the right reset that he gets to come back, and hopefully, he's given that opportunity, like you say, something like that, I think would be
1: brilliant. No, uh, even if, what... even if a... it was the NXT,
0: true. Um, could see him rock up there again. I mean, him and uh, Joe would have a, a great match again, I'd imagine. <laughs> um, so. I mean, there's, there's already potential who's done there already, but uh, if, if there's anybody else hopping shit to go down the way, then uh, that would be good. Um, but whatever happens, I just hope, yeah, there's no there's no bad news um, that we'll have to, unfortunately, talk about. Um, Fucking better, I'll hear a riot. Because uh, that'll, be, that'll be another step too far. <laughs> um, so, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure um, exactly where Sammy's going to go for this. The only, the only thing I can point to is, is the continuation of the Apollo thing. Um, but I think we all feel that maybe by Big E could maybe be the one to take it, That, but then we really don't know we kind of put the finger on it now they because they're, I don't even think they know themselves <laughs> 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 who they want to take a, I don't know if it's who they want Apollo to squash or if it's um, you know, who they want to take the title off him. I don't know if it's that or that. I really can't put my finger on either one. I suppose <laughs>
1: that's my... that's what fucking happens when you release a wrestler after repackaging him, bringing him into a new food and then just fucking letting him go. Exactly. <laughs> um, yep. When, yeah, i got the self
0: I think that's just one unfortunately I think we're just going to have to wait and see. There's, there's there's no too much speculation that we can uh, commit to, I think, and go, right, that's definitely what's going to happen, more. Yeah, I, mean, I do think there's a hot take to be honest. <laughs> um so we move on to the second women's uh, match of the night and that was uh, Ripley versus Flair. Uh, obviously they all seem to work well in the ring together. Um the clash, um, you know, with their styles that are slightly different in ways, you know, Rhea Ripley seems to possess more strength, while obviously Charlotte can be more kinda crafty and tactical. Um which you know when pitted against each other, it comes across quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen that, I think, especially in this match, obviously, we you know, the way Ripley was going across, yeah, using our strengths to try and obviously outpower uh while Charlotte was quite sneaky with our roll-ups and you know ways to get out of moves and stuff like that and obviously trying to do the submissions. So it was always it was always going to be a good match in that sense. But um I thought at the same time equally um there was plenty of nail biting moments. Uh, with with the kind of near falls Um, that's one thing I think out of this whole night I think that was probably other than the the, the main event uh, it was probably one of those matches that we really couldn't see going one particular way I don't know about yourself but I could actually see it going either way with all these near falls I know sometimes near falls are quite obvious um, but these ones were quite close in general I think to the point that you genuinely couldn't decide who was going
1: to take the win here? Nah, uh, see, to be honest, I honestly like, couldn't see anybody else coming out of this like, with the championship other than Rhea Ripley. And the reason that I say coming out of this with the championship rather than winning is because that is the most ludicrous finish I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> see, any time Randy Orton does these wee uh, spot when he's outside and he dumps somebody at the top of the table, I'm going to Shout out, why the fuck is the ref not calling us a qualification? Because everybody, everybody hits somebody with a part of the table or into the table or something. Nothing gets done. Rhea Ripley lifts the lid off, hits Charlotte in the face. It. Oh, no, that's too much for this ref. DQ. And it just spoiled such a good match because the two of them, like, yeah, the build's not been great, but the two of them put on a fucking fantastic match. There was a spot in it that it just... Charlotte just amazes me where, like, just athletic ability, the, like that moonsault she does is just beautiful. And the fact that, like, she hits him well, goes for the moonsault, rearranged moves, she lands on her feet, and then still manages to pull off just a fucking standing backflip. Like, the fucking level of athleticism <laughs> that it would take to be able to pull off something like that is just amazing. So, I'm not faulting these two in the slightest, but. Again, it just falls down to fucking Monday Night Raw and the <laughs> writers of Raw not knowing how to fucking book feuds properly, it seems nice. like and honest, like I just when I seen the finish of this match, I just fucking groaned because I knew that we we're just gonna have to go through it again. And WrestleMania, when we were talking about it, I said it's so exciting to see these people like Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley become the champion because we're going to just get to see them in new feuds and like just be a new face to the to the women's division and now it's just it's just, they're doing the same shit as what they did with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley they're just same fucking feud over and over and over again and yeah when it comes to the pay-per-views the matches are going to be great but the build is just gonna be a fucking ballbuster to get through.
0: <laughs> aye, no, I agree. Um too too much of the same, I think. Sometimes when we see Charlotte it seems to be um it's not her fault. No. In anyways. ways, do you know what I mean? Um because if it was booked definitely I fair enough, it could it could come across more legitimately enjoyable. Um but I, I don't nah, personally I think that's uh, the downfall to this side of things. Um the only thing that's keeping me really uh, held in it was the fact that it was like a continuation for when it was an NXT championship match with mm-hmm. uh, the two faced and it's like, you know, it's a continuation, it's a two-point over version of like that even though they're not mentioning it, but in my head that's where I'm going, I'm going, well, is she finally going to get the, the win over her? You know, because obviously she lost to Charlotte who also then was, you know, down in NXT as uh, the women's champion, so built for there for me, I was just going right well maybe Rhea Ripley's finally going to get this clean win because it just seems to be constantly protecting Charlotte when it comes to this um this side of the things, when it comes to the her not being able to take a loss cleanly off of, off of Rhea Ripley for some reason, I don't know why they're desperate to keep that, that been the way, I, I really don't understand why because it's not like Ripley doesn't want some sort of victory like that, she certainly does um, but again, I think this is a classic example of what we've been talking about. I think they're stretching their storyline to continue again further forward. Uh, I don't understand why they're still protecting her um, for, from losing uh, because it should surely only be a matter of time before she moves on to another opponent because it's going to just get um, boring, basically. <laughs> and now, I don't know what's going on in Raw, I don't know if I've, I've not been paying at attention to it now. Um, I did notice there was a tweet. Uh, by Nikki Cross saying she's going to keep her, her, her eyes very uh, closely on, on on the way that, that match went. Obviously, we've never seen any interruptions or anything like that, so potentially we might see something tonight where she's going to go out and challenge for the title. Uh, I don't know if that's maybe our, our plan. but Then she'll get uh, laughed at again. I so. uh, Hopefully not, because um, <laughs> that itself has been uh, quite disrespectful, I think, to, to, to Nikki, Nikki Cross and at the same time... Uh, Mm-hmm. Our Scottish fans, um, fucking too
1: right. A long way, you know, paper Niven. <laughs> and just a that, a that personal note, I'm sick of the the Rangers fans being booked very strongly, and the Celtic fans being booked like shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know if she was a football fan or she?
1: Um, I, d- I don't know if she is. I'm just <laughs> just because she's she's Scottish and she's getting booked like shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um. End just like you guys, he's a he's a in there. Uh, he's a bang, Drew, regardless of whether he sports the opposite team to yourself. Um purely because of Scottish and that's that. Um of course. Um but no, I don't know. I um I'm, I'm quite disappointed in the way it finished. That's what I will say about the match. Um for a pay per view it shouldn't be finished in a disqualification. Not a chance in hell. Uh, we see enough of that um on week to week shows. Yeah, uh, we don't need to see we don't need to see more than a pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, I know you you're a hundred percent always gonna be an agreement with me that one. <laughs> 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 Especially with uh, you know, certain counters for certain finishes and blah blah blah. So um I always dread to know what that would be now. <laughs> oh,
1: honestly. If... <laughs> Again, credit to Simon Miller, uh what culture. The distraction counter is up way higher than the disqualification counter. I think the DQ counter is up to I want to say it's like between 30 and 40 the distraction counter including the main event of this pay-per-view is up to 70
0: dope, man. Really, don't be wrong right? what I can take from the disqualification right is it's like because obviously the way we've obviously seen your Charlotte left in the ring basically like helpless sort of thing it's like Ripley's basically just going right job's done and you know I mean it's like you, you couldn't get up for my beating that's the way it kind of it, it comes across. Um equally it's like they're trying to build this heat they were trying to build for beforehand when she was clearly a face and they couldn't they couldn't do anything about it and they, they desperately wanted to turn her heel straight away. Mm-hmm. Which we all know it didn't work. Uh, and they still continue to try and do that way, you know, or turning on Asuka and stuff like <laughs> it just <laughs> didn't, it didn't work. Um it, it seems like they're going that direction again, um, but maybe about it in in, in a better way. I will say. Um, although we know Charlotte's not face. um, She she was very much heel going into this. Uh, it, it, it kind of comes across that way, I think. Uh, that, that's, what that, that's the direction they're going in. They're going to make her a heel champion. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're going to try and make Charlotte <laughs> a face. I find that very hard to believe. Could have been a wee double turn. Could be, man. But, I, mean, I don't know about yourself, but... I don't think I could watch Charlotte as being a face. I, I just I don't I don't think it suits. the slightest. no.
1: Nah. I, I think she's perfect in this. Can in a, in a, well oh. can I have her on me? Like any time I criticize Charlotte, I, I, like there's no real criticism towards her because I think she's fucking phenomenal. Aye. uh just the way she's been, been booked. I suppose is the the main criticism. Uh but you cannot deny that when she's a heel, she's just absolutely she phenomenal. It. Uh, she's phenomenal at just drawing heat and just being a, a fucking this arrogant arsehole that like <laughs> you'd love to root against. Uh, and just, like that's all credit to her. She's just playing her character perfectly.
0: Oh, she is. I totally agree. Um, I like you say, if the booking was slightly different, it would be uh, more bearable, but. It's Some unfortunate. Sometimes it's just that around the team that we have to uh, bite a bit of tongue and just try and not to say too much because, like, like we find ourselves uh, when we go on a rant, a, a rant tangent. It's uh, it's the <laughs> worst kind of tangent. Uh, but, <laughs> but let's face it, we need to get we need to get our uh, our uh, feelings of of disappointment and anger to these storylines out. If we don't. I'll just spill it on the next pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, and, and the next podcast, of course, as well. Um, yeah, that's true, that's true. Do not, do not uh, dis- uh, disagree with you there, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's face it, this is going to be another match again. Um, we're probably going to be watch, uh, talk about this again um, for the next pay-per-view. Uh, just hopefully it's a, a better outcome. I we it. Repetition. Uh, we'll, just, uh, we'll, just, we'll just skip to next year and... <laughs> Have a look back on the the, the, the latter half of the year uh, this, <laughs> of this year, and we'll just see how every month was already the same. So, we're we we already seeing it coming, right, so we'll move on. Um, main event time, uh, WWE Championship, uh, Helm, a cell. Drew versus Lashley again. Um, this is something I've this is one particular thing I found really frustrating about this match, and that's because. It's like the second thing. I know it's storyline, right? I know it's a it's storyline. Right? So not, I'm, not I'm not meaning it to sound like I don't think it's a storyline. But the fact that they're playing this again, that, that Drew basically had it won for the second match in a row. No. And then the Hell in a Cell thing is supposed to keep people out. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the V segment, but when MVP got locked in, but it's like, what is it? It's supposed to be an evil referee going, ah, fuck you, MVP, I'm locking you in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when have you ever seen that? Usually it's the ref going, get fucking out, get out. You should shouldn't be in there. Uh. Uh, but this time, should I fuck it, I'm locking fuck you. I did quite enjoy the beatdown, that, because obviously that was always going to come, surely. Um, but I don't know, I that, that in particular really frustrated me. It's the, the second time that they're playing this card again, where he's... He's gotten beat and, Of course, there's no ref to count or whatever else. Do you know what I mean, it's just fucking pisses you off. It's like I know it's to heat to to Ashley and the,
1: the storyline, but it's like,
0: why are they playing the repetition card again? Can they not come up with something more?
1: more it, just, uh, it just seems so fucking lazy,
0: doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Aye, exactly. Um, and now the question I was going to put to you, yeah, uh, I don't know if you're going to change yourself, but where does it leave Drew? Because obviously he basically came out and I think he's tweeted and said, well, you know, for now, this is me having to put a temporary hold on um get my championship back um, for now. But then again, it's just been announced that he's in a Money in Bank qualification match, which was my point. Um, that I think although this was built up to being his last chance at this championship, I think potentially, I'm going to say it now, I'm going to call it now, I'm going to say that Drew's going to win, money in the bank. Um, but it's not as simple as just saying he's going to go back for Bobby Lashley. Uh, I'd love to see him get the pop against beating Bobby Lashley so he's got that all over him. Especially if you know Bobby Lashley's talking about wrapping up wrestling. I don't know if that is a factual thing or not, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere that he's supposedly uh, starting to consider winding down wrestling, um, especially after having another run, which evidently he's having right now.
1: Maybe the way, he's been portrayed, and Roy's going to get into the fucking pimp game.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's making enough money on that instead, so he'll drop, he'll drop the belt and just got on he's, what he's really interested in. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I genuinely, I, I would like to see him win it. I think it would be interesting, but I, I think uh, the direction he would go, everybody would assume that he's just going to go for, for Lashley, if, if Lashley's still holding it by that point, of course, um, depending on who he's facing. Maybe he could win the title and take it off him, but I think if Drew was to win the money in the bank, he's probably going to choose, um, you know, somebody on SmackDown. I feel I've just got a feeling.
1: I it's kind of, I'd be intrigued to see who else is in the match because, again, as much as I love Drew McIntyre, I think he needs kind of a wee bit of separation for the. The main event scene, like not the main event scene. Like I think it should still be in the main event scene, but like fighting for the kind of
0: same belt, and aye, the same same opponent.
1: yeah because it it really is getting pretty stale, and I felt I feel like there's so many people that could like could really really benefit for becoming like like from home the money in the bank. That Drew just really doesn't need it. Like he's he's done so so well to come back and make himself this main event star and I don't think that should be taken away from him by any stretch of the imagination but I just feel like it's somebody else's time to kind of come forward and make an end for themselves and even it doesn't have to be a, a Ross superstar that, that wins it but, but like i wouldn't mind seeing somebody like Sami Zayn win it because I, if you're going to keep Sami Zayn as a heel, which I feel like Vince is probably just going to do because I don't think he understands a, a face. Sami Zayn, uh, I think I think Sami Zayn would be just a brilliant, obnoxious motherfucker with that uh, that briefcase. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I just don't feel like Drew needs it, in in all honesty. But uh, to talk about the the match a wee bit, like I f- I feel it. Like the match was like I was kind of concerned that I would be bored out my tits watching it because it's the third Hell in a Cell match I'd seen in two days but the two of them like they weren't messing about <laughs> at all like they went straight to the outside going for weapons and like, like with people's criticisms of the first match like not uh, not using the Cell enough I think these two kind of <laughs> took that and went ah well fuck it we'll, we'll-, we'll use the Cell then uh, and then obviously more candlesticks sticks, yep. shots and stuff like that. Steel chairs, of fucking all sorts. <laughs> What's happening? And then as I, as I touched on it earlier, Drew's back on fucking Twitter, like just p- paints a picture of how brutal this match really was. Uh, but aye, I, I'm in total, like agree agreement with you. Like at, at the MVP bit at the end, like it obviously he was bound to get his comeuppance at some point because he's been a wee annoying prick the entire time <laughs> uh, but I just as I said, it just feels so fucking lazy that it's MVP grabs Drew by the foot just as he's ready to hit the claim on and then Lashley gets a roll up and that's how the pay-per-view ends that just feels so anticlimactic Uh <laughs> I've got I've got this written down there. Uh, for when Drew was having his wee comeback and he had a Glasgow kiss, Corey Graves is the only American I've ever heard to say Glasgow right. <laughs> I know I, it's as if he's been teaching like bringing them into a class.
0: Aye. Know, this is how you pronounce this stuff. Just to you to give
1: it the old Glasgow. <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, I mean, back when the Highlanders, even though they weren't proper Scotsmen, um. <laughs> You know, the the of the times they would pronounce things like that, just did you fucking tits in. It wasn't even it you was know, wasn't even about them as well. It was just genuinely, the the mad American voiceover that you'd get when they're saying that, that you know, I don't know, WrestleMania uh, or no something Backlash. It'd be um just Backlash or Survivor Series. Mm. Um, it was rolling through Edinburgh, uh, <laughs> Class- Class- Glasgow, <laughs> just, like, London and blah blah blah. you like, like come on, racism. <laughs> is that the, I mean, Ed, edinburgh, edinburgh I can kind of get right, but Glasgow there's no really anything in that that kind of could throw you it's, it, it is what it is it, it, it can't be said in another way Edinburgh, would they go edinburgh oh, I I get that but, oh, <laughs> because that's just the way it kind of like comes across because it's no, uh, it's not an American word you know, it's not American word in, in, in any shape or form, but you're literally just saying glass, and then go.
1: <laughs> That's it. Do you I mean? Or, I, uh, mate, uh, mate, have you have you ever seen the the videos of Americans trying to name, uh, like, countries in in Europe, or whatever, or countries out with? I know it's countries out with American. They're like, oh Europe. Like a <laughs> f- fucking brain dead. So that W definitely fucking throws them off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just uh, mental it really is man it's just uh, I've, never, I've never, never understood but surely surely he's holding these glasses to to correct them <laughs> uh, and of course I don't even think Pat would need it uh, I think he already to those that guy nah, Pat, Pat's a kno- fucking G mate he doesn't need any of that shit Noisy, stuff <laughs> um, but so where, where do you see where do you see Drew going then if you don't see him going for if you don't see him being the, the money in the bank uh, winner uh, what do you think what do you think his next step Do you think he's going for a title or do you think he's just going to be going for a a, a kind of feud without a title?
1: I I think the latter of the two honestly. Like, I think once I see who's going to be in the money in the bank, I could probably get a better kind of gauge of who he could maybe spin out of and that. But I could see him, like, potentially going for the briefcase and then that person stops him from getting it. And then he kind of... I could have fucking got another chance at that if it wasn't for you, you wee dick, so I'm going to start fighting you. Uh, Whoever that may be, like, uh, honestly, I I I can't think like, off the top of my head who that could be from Raw. Um, let's oh, see. Like Alexander. <laughs> no, nah, nah, let's not go there. <laughs> well, see, but actually, to, to be honest, see if they wanted to, to push him, like, I, I mean, I honestly, I can't see it. If they wanted to push him, then the two of them could... Put, like Alexander's selling is Aye. just phenomenal, so I think the two of them would be actually pretty, pretty decent in to that match together, but I can't see it. <laughs> nah, I can't either. It was, it was purely for the,
0: the selling, the claimer, because <laughs> um, I, I would love to see more of that that selling that would be out like, mm-hmm. uh, the last time we've seen that, but nah, I can't put my finger on your mate, to be honest. Uh, who, who Drew could just have a, a normal feud with, with, you know, without any uh, kind of rigmarole uh, titles and stuff like that involved, uh, but at the moment, all you can see him as being in, involved in and in, in the title pictures. So I don't know. Oh, in fact,
1: I'd quite uh, although he is uh, in the tag team division, so I'd quite like to see him feud with AJ Styles. True,
0: true. I would, would be quite good.
1: Uh, I thought I actually thought you were going to go uh, with Orton
0: no no again no again. <laughs> I, really I know they like to revisit that especially with The Fiend uh, you know, Fiend, Bray Wyatt um, <laughs> practically the same match in a way but obviously <laughs> just had a change of gimmick um, I mean probably Drew McIntyre versus The Fiend if The Fiend was to make it a return
1: Aye, that would actually be pretty decent as well to be fair
0: um, there's that and well, there's the potential who else have I got to say there
1: Ed, Edge yeah, maybe that could be the, the thing. Maybe Drew McIntyre could go for the briefcase and then the likes could go out and that's the fiend returning. That would be, that would be uh, and and it's it, And it would be the the first pay-per-view in front of fans. So maybe that's what they're saving them for. Could be, man. <sighs> and and it, it would equally <laughs> kill the
0: fuck because we were like, Drew's going to get his title back. <laughs> <laughs> for like the 10th time. Um, the only reason I say that is, you know, the, the money in the bank thing. Um, was because I just feel that, you know, like you like, like we've just been kinda of saying, obviously them WWE be back on the road uh, if he was to do that and then cash it in. Although it wouldn't be quite the warrior uh, way to win it. It would still be the poppin' maybe get considering he's he saw so often more i of kinda of like, Haha, I've done it. <laughs> opposed to, you know, I've beat the shit out of the guy and I've, I've won it legitimately. Um like- probably isn't it isn't
1: it his style, isn't it? Nah, but you could do it like a CM Punk that, uh well, obviously not with the whole "I'm going to leave the company" angle, but like just have it like send on this pay per view. True, that's true. Could could be like that, but then again, that like feel of like the whole buzzer and that like was more a CM Punk potentially leaving the WWE more than like rather than the the briefcase aspect of it. But I suppose they could. Uh, I mean. I won't hold my breath because it's raw, but they could work a a decent story angle where you care more about the actual match at the pay-per-view than Drew holding the briefcase. The briefcase is just a kind of vehicle for him to get there because, obviously, they had that agreement that it won't challenge him again while he's the champion. That's that's true. But to look at Lashley coming out of it, like where he's going to go, I've heard that uh, he would quite like to give Kofi the rematch that he never got and. Mm -hmm. I would fucking love to see that.
0: <laughs> that would be quite good. Yeah, and I mean, he could certainly be up there for for wanting to take it off him. Um, probably the underdog at that rate right, enough. the uh, if you were to drop up the shortlist of uh, people's wants and you know what it takes and who they think to so take him on uh, and beat him. Uh, of course, there's a strong one. Obviously, brought Lesnar, of course, returning. Uh, but apparently, there's no actual. Kinda of motion here with him so far returning to the WWE, so yeah. that one unfortunately is uh on on hold for the moment. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, we do get that match because everybody, I think everybody would agree, it'd be a brutal match considering the two of them are big fucking tanks, man. So <laughs> there isn't to see what they go to, but aye, that is certain to say Um, for the moment, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so that's uh I think that's that's everything. I'll just double check in case we've had any more notification. or we've not, right? So um aye, I think that's us. Uh, so we've wrapped up. Um I don't think there's really anything um to report on. I think I think everything we've kind of covered, any wee rumours we've kind of stuck in along the way. Um not the best term myself, could have been better. Um, but from what positives we have took, uh, the positive matches or positive moments were obviously decent enough to, to you know, give give the pay per view a watch, of course. Um, but again, like I kind of stated before, I think it was quite a, a good move from them removing the range thing because uh, it really did deserve its own platform. And and I think uh, you find a, a rare time when you can actually say that a match deserves to be off a pay per view and be its own thing. <laughs> um, without being raging about it. Um, but uh, it worked and it was good. Um, so we'll see see how it goes uh, going forward. Maybe they're going to do things like this in the future. Maybe it's just going to be with him specifically, I don't know. Um, but this one 100% paid off. Um, a risk they took, a risk that uh, reaped the rewards for once. Um, certainly wasn't on uh, Rose Rose's side anyway. Uh, I, I always have a, a feeling... They went, uh, like, do you know what, if some how many Raw matches? Nah, we'll just... <laughs> Cut that shit. Cut <laughs> that. Just keep it to SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> not when you pulling our match down. Uh, nah, I think.
1: It's less <laughs> on the wrestlers, more than just Vince McMahon wanted to hear Pat McAfee, more than he wanted to hear the Raw commentary. <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: true, man. That's true.
1: And I welcome that with open apps.
0: <laughs> so do so, so yeah, mate. So do yeah. I. Um, so, aye, that wraps us up. Um, well, We've covered AW, uh, what was needed of, of the old uh, smack of, of the down, um, and then of course Hell sale which was very much a, a mixed bag. Um, unfortunately, uh, I know we may not have you as week, mate, for uh, the, the upcoming live and maybe on podcast, but um, I certainly look forward to having you back, mate. It'll be, it'll be great to have you back, but it's, it's busy times with everything reopening, and it's totally understandable. So, um, fuck work. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here in spirit I'll delete it mate so they don't, don't hear nah nah let them. <laughs> just uh, we'll just put a stern warning out there anyone who's anywhere near Michael's work
1: stop <laughs> ordering burgers
0: last minute have a heart
1: <laughs> let the guy get home I've got Come a fucking on. podcast today you're selfish fucks <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: like said more the lines you've got dinner to get but still
1: <laughs> oh, I mean that too
0: that is real <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
1: And you know, like a few on C scene stuff like that. But yeah, that's true. That's exactly. point. Re- wrestling comes
0: first. <laughs> 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 so, <I went>. um, <laughs> but uh, nah, we thought forward to have you back, mate. Um, but thanks so much for for joining us in uh, the night uh, and filling us in with uh, our, our hell in a cell thoughts. Um, thankfully, we managed to get the them out before the the week starts turning into a disaster of a a mega mastermind mega fuck of fucking shows that we have to catch up on Um, but uh, thankfully we'll get back to the normal routine as of Thursday so we'll be back on Thursday with a live and another podcast on the Sunday that will probably end up being posted out by Monday Um, but thanks for everyone who's tuned in Um, again I think Michael could probably hit you with this link here because I've I've, I've, uh, I've forgotten it but if you've (laughs) got anything message wise
1: this is the link that's anchor.fm forward slash Scotslam forward slash message. Yeah,
0: yeah. Always remembers it. What a guy. <laughs> um, so we'll miss
1: you on Sunday for, for, for
0: your know, obviously opinions and obviously this link because I, I fucked it up. No, I one, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I missed something. It's probably why I've had no messages, but there uh, again, who knows? Uh, <laughs> sorry. If you've got anything that you, you want to fire in in regards to anything we spoke about tonight, uh, in regards to what you think potentially is going to go forward for the likes of Drew McIntyre. Uh, the upcoming pay-per-views, whether you think you've got any wee inside uh, ideas or um, hot takes on what you think might be coming up with the, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view or even SummerSlam which uh, I think we're all thoroughly looking forward to along with the draft that will be around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, fire in your messages as I say, Michael's obviously shared that where you uh, will put it in the description. Fire them in. Look forward to hearing from you, uh, but thanks very much everyone for listening, and have a good one.
1: Cheers guys. Cheerio back.